it depends on your situation too. Like if you have split custody where it's like a week with dad, a week with mom, then yeah. that's equally split. And it's easier to deal with the week with the kid because you go oh, next week. Next week I can party. Yeah. Next week this girl's going to come visit yeah, or me. Or just sit down. <laughs> right. And yeah. not have to entertain. Just sit in a rocking chair. All day. Because <laughs> it's just constant attention. Like I can't, I can't, you can't lay down. You can't just watch TV because he just constantly wants to be entertained. They say the coolest players and foulest heartbreakers in the world. God gets us back. He makes us have precious little girls. Uh, for my brothers with daughters, I call this. For my brothers with daughters, I call this. Not saying that our sons are less important. Uh, Hey, you guys, how are you? I like when singers go up and down with their voice. That's how you can tell they're good singers. They don't just go, how are you? They go, how are you? What what is that? Why is that the sign of a good singer? Me and my brother used to do that all the time. Whenever the um, the chazans, the the, uh, cantor, whoever's leading services, synagogue um they would sing and we'd always make fun of them going ah <laughs> oh, good times ladies and gentlemen how are you are you shafir skeptic tank what are we up to episode 244 today i have a fun interesting one i talked to my friend patrick capolino last time patrick was on was episode 61 and he had just had a kid. It was called Babies Having Babies. And then we did a 61B. Um, we called But Wait, There's More, where I talked to him a little more. He got, I think, drunk in the car, and then he revealed some more stuff to me. So I would suggest, before listening to this episode, go ahead and listen to episode 61. It'll give you some... What's the word where you put some... Perspective. It'll give you some perspective about what this is about. <laughs> How am I an orator? How, when I can't remember words like perspective, how do I make my living talking? Perspective. It's not even that crazy a word. Anyway, it'll give you some perspective on that. Um, so what I did in the last one was on 61 was I talked to Patrick. He just had a kid. He, uh, I think was 21 maybe at the time. Um, and I told him up and down, get an abortion. Uh, and he just wasn't into it. And he revealed some stuff in that, in that podcast about it was the first time a father was ever honest or a parent in general. I shouldn't just break it down to gender. A parent was honest ever on their own about negatives of parenthood and he was able to really break it down and probably the first person i'd ever met he's in that 10 percent category of people who were willing to admit that if they had to do it over again they would have done it over again uh differently and not had the kit so um it's been a few years and i figure uh let's revisit let's see how he's feeling now about being a father and it's changed. It's definitely changed. Um, anyway, we meandered a lot in this episode, but we still that was still the heart of it. Um, I personally, people ask me, like, do you ever want to be a father? And I, I don't like answering terms like, do you ever want to be one? That, let's assume that I know everything about myself in the future and how I'll be and what I'll be into. I don't know what I'll be into later. 
But I know right now, there's no part of me. I'm, I shouldn't say no part of me. It's under 10% at all feeling of like, I want this. I want a child. I just don't want one. I have no desire for one. I come home to my apartment. I walk around naked. I, the responsibility I would have that gets added, I definitely don't want that. But even beyond that, I, I don't feel a, a loss for not having a child. I, in fact, I only feel pity for the people who do have them. Now, sometimes I don't feel pity. Sometimes I feel like, well, that's nice. You guys have something pleasant. But for only a few of my friends who have children do I feel that. Mostly I feel the pity. I'm sorry if you're a father or a mother and uh, uh, you don't like that I look down on you, but you probably look down on me. It goes back to my theory that no one will ever talk. Like when, when, when non-Christians shit on Christians for believing in stupidity, um, Christians shit on them in their minds for not being able to go to, to, go to heaven and, and to feel Christ in their hearts. You just won't be able to, it's just pity across the board. So anyway, yeah, I just like, it just seems like a lot of work. And the love that people seem to feel for their kids. I have that for stand-up. I feel that for my art form. So anyway, I don't want one. But um, I just discovered that I'm thinking of getting vasectomy. I'm continuously thinking about getting vasectomy. I'm going to do an episode about vasectomy with Ren Azizi at some point soon. He had one. Um but until then, I'm just hoping that, that, that weed has knocked down my sperm count enough. I'm just really hoping for that. <laughs> that it's like maybe age and weed has made it so that I can't have children. Um, but I went and bought a sperm check. I just te- test my fertility. You're just supposed to pee on the stick like a fucking pregnancy test. I was in the supermarket or something somewhere in Hawaii and I found one and I got it. And I was going like, to do it for last week's podcast, but then I, then I didn't. And then I don't know when I was going to do it. I was going to do it for this week's podcast anyway, but what better time to do it than for a podcast about fatherhood? So I'm going to pee on this test, and I'm going to get the t- It says 10 minutes. Results in 10 minutes. It's convenient and private. And apparently, it's as accurate as the test lab. It tells you normal, low sperm count. Over 98% accurate. Okay, so this is going to tell me. So I got to piss on this, and I'll come back. One sperm check device. And then I'll come back in the, in the outro. Fast. Results in 10 minutes. Perfect. Results in 10 minutes. Pee on this. I'll do the outro, and then I'll reveal it as it comes. Semen transfer device. One semen collection cup. One sperm check solution bottle. Oh, you don't pee on this. <laughs> you jizz onto it. <laughs> of course. How would they test your fertility with you peeing on it? Idiot. So I got to jizz on this. Well, how do they know the results are in 10 minutes? That depends on how long it takes you to come. I mean, unless it comes with like some really erotic porn that'll get you like, get you off in like a minute. I mean, some guys, it might take 20 minutes. I'm, it, they probably say the 10 minutes after you jizz. All right, well, I'm going to jizz on a stick, everybody. And then, uh, and then uh, I'll tell you what the results are. Is that it? You jizz on a stick? I have instructions. I know they told... There's a cup. 
Looks like a little shot glass. You get it kiddish. Oh, I can't wait for this. Fertility test, test solution. Oh, you have, to sp- you have to spread this juice into your jizz. Jizz juice, if you will. All right, I'll see you guys afterwards. Um, enjoy. Ari Shiro Skeptic Tank, episode 244. Butterflather. Okay, I came up with that term because he wasn't a good father or he didn't want to be one to begin with. And then he turned it like a butterfly, you know, changes into something nice. He's turned into a, an actual decent father. Butterflather. By the way, you can get, uh, but we'll start the episode in a second. But if, if you want to get my 2015 tour shirts before they're all gone, they're 3D. They come with 3D glasses, two pairs of 3D glasses. They'll send them to you. They also have posters. I got old t-shirts if you want, a couple left over from last year's, but not many. These will be gone soon. Uh, also, oh, my dates. I'm going to be in Philadelphia this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the 12th through the 14th, and then in Brooklyn, New York for This Is Not Happening show on the 15th at the Bell House. Steve Simone's doing it with me. Also, somebody from Saturday Night Live, not the one you're thinking of. Also, somebody from The Daily Show, not the one you're thinking of. And um, it's Jessica Williams and it's uh, Pete Davidson. And who else? Florentine is doing it. One, two, three, four. And Sean Patton is doing it. Everybody's favorite Sean Patton, who did an episode of This Not Happening on, uh, on the first uh, digital season. It was great. And he's back to doing it this year again. So... And a Florentine. It's crime stories. This is not happening presents crime stories. So, you know, for New York, Brooklyn. What better thing to celebrate Brooklyn than crime? And then I'll be in Addison, Texas, Houston, and Boston for the next three weeks or four weeks. Go to artythegreat.com for tickets. You can also see all my tour dates for next year, which I haven't uploaded at all yet, but I'll just tell you later. Indianapolis. Then other places. I don't know. I don't remember. All right, guys, let's start. I'm going to go jizz on a stick. Enjoy 244 with Patrick Capolino. And he has a new album out or special, so pick that up. I'll give you details on how to get it. You can get it at patrickcapolino.com. Two Ps. Um, but there'll be links on my website. All right. Bye, guys. Enjoy. That's all I wanted, just to see my They live their life that way. Go ahead, we're starting. But it's just like these hanger-ons. Yeah, it's weird how they just like ins- like push their way into. They're so casual about it that you can't even know. I was really sure. I was like, oh, it must be your buddy. Yeah. Oh, my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met him in my life. <laughs> and then I'm sure you thought like, oh, I already know him. Yeah, oh, I thought you knew him from yeah. playing there before. We just like get it. It's just such a casual way. We did that in Edinburgh too. Yeah, I was hanging out with Brendan Burns, and Cole Cabana. Yeah, we're all going to get something to eat after a show or something. 
and this guy was just hanging. And then we started walking. He was walking with us, and I just assumed he was Colt's friend, yeah. Brendan's friend, because they came a lot. Yeah. And then we're, it just struck me. I was like, "Oh, it's not." I could see if Colt was reacting to him. I was like, "Oh, you don't know him at all," <laughs> and I definitely don't know him. Yeah. And it's like it's all right, but like we're walking away. We're three friends walking away from the club. <laughs> like, he just goes with you. Why are you just joining? Yeah. And then when we get to the car, it's like I let whoever else get in the front, and I made sure to get in the pet like the back seat and then just like didn't move over and it's like all right man well nice to meet you like he would have just gotten in yeah that happened in australia too in sydney this dude is hanging out no and he was don't. just like yeah it's breaking up you know the party's breaking up and then he goes down to like who your friends are yeah like you the first night i was somewhere's like what are you gonna do i was like oh, i'm gonna probably catch up with pat i haven't seen him in a while yeah have a beer or something <laughs> and then it's like i, I mean i get it like i want to party with oh it's it was like, that guy that asked what you're doing what it was him who asked no somebody else the okay, first yeah. night someone was like what are you and i was like yeah i'm just gonna have yeah because otherwise they they'll yeah, it's like what are we doing next take it it's like, i don't know there's invitation. no next really yeah i don't know if it was cool <laughs> enough to be like well let's all go out then it would happen yeah, yeah. i don't know um <laughs> it's weird i think uh well like it's, it's funny when you figure out that the people that act like that are comics or like comics. amateur comics you can tell the cat there's this different type of casualness to like new comics yeah but I feel like comedy attracts a lot of people with like Asperger's and <laughs> social uh, ineptness. Yeah, <laughs> like they just they don't have. Uh, yeah, they just can't read social cues and they don't know when they're not welcome. And that was that bit that you did a parody video of. Where it was yeah, just, like, you exactly. just look around. You look around and they won't give you any yeah. sort of like. Oh, okay. Well, I can see you're busy. <laughs> How much more obvious without actually saying it? Without being like, can dude, I- get away. Yeah. Yeah, there's tons of those. It's not even like "fuck you," I'm too good to hang out with you. It's just like, hey, right now I'm, I'm with a girlfriend, or or yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna go meet. That is one thing they understand. I'm like, what are we gonna do next? If I go, oh, I have a girl coming over to my hotel room. They'll yeah. go, oh, okay, yeah. Like that's one they usually understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but almost anything else. Yeah, I'm gonna go meet my friend. No, come over to this place instead. I'm like, yeah. I, you're not, I, well, in uh, in London, Ontario, uh, at the Yuck Yucks, there, there's a comic. He's a great guy. He, London is uh, the only place that pulled me from a gig. Oh, is that London? oh yeah, yeah. Was that the, London? When they um, found they the amazing racist videos, yeah, they yeah. started a petition. So then you had to do it at a, a different venue. <laughs> That's why I love when people are like, "Oh, you got in trouble for something." I'm like, "There's, there's nothing new here. <laughs> I've been getting in trouble <laughs> yeah. for my art for fucking yeah. 15 years." Well, the irony is they don't even realize that they're uh, they're actually helping. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. Once it moved venues, everyone had heard about it. Now everyone heard about the story. Yeah, I was almost like I gotta get some darker. They want to go, yeah, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> yeah. to justify this yeah. moving. <laughs> but yeah, so there's this guy in London. Uh, he's an awesome dude, and he's got Aspergers. And he, um, his name's Pat Tiffin. He's a comic. He's, yeah, he's funny, but he's like the he's that guy at that club. Like he's just always there, and yeah. he but he's helpful too. Like he helps. You may as well work there. Yeah, he's always in the green room, and he makes sure the comics are taken care of and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, he will, um, he doesn't, uh, like, he'll just invite himself <laughs> to hang out, which is fine. Like, if you're just going to a bar, grab a drink, like, he doesn't drink or anything, so he'll just yeah. hang out and, and talk, and he's a, actually a really nice guy to talk to. But uh, last time I was there, I was there with uh, with with my wife, and uh, we were, <laughs> we spent the night with him, because he came out for drinks with us after, like, just to hang out and grab some food. And then the next morning, we were just going to walk around London. It was, like, a nice day. We were going to have, like, a whole day together. Who, you and the wife? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, 
<laughs> and when we uh, the first thing in the morning, I stopped into a Max convenience to buy cigarettes, and then there he was, <laughs> standing like buying a chocolate milk or something. <laughs> chocolate milk, it's a good morning morning yeah. <laughs> fucking beverage for an autistic person. Like, yeah. what are you you're drinking? Chocolate milk? Like, what, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> chocolate milk. Yeah, he's like a big kid though. He's funny. Yeah, and. Um, and yeah, so he was like, oh, hey, guys. And we're like, hey. And he's like, what are you guys doing today? And we're like, oh, we're just going to walk around. We're going to go find something to eat. And he goes, oh, cool. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> he's just like, I'll take you to a cool place. And it was just like, now he's invited himself. And yeah. like, I don't have the heart to be like, oh, it's just us. Because even if I dropped some hints, he wouldn't pick up on it anyways. Yeah. But uh, it's just funny. So it's just like now our whole day... <laughs> <laughs> you just can't be so you alone. did it you just hung out with him yeah and he All ended right. up being like our london tour guide it was actually pretty cool but there's there's some people that you that you can hang out with what is all that push notifications yeah i guess why yeah, do you have you them on have just drains your battery it just bothers you all the time <laughs> i know Boing. just like everyone's attention turns to it yeah push notification why somebody commented on something on facebook so you got to find out immediately <laughs> idiot <laughs> But there are some people you'll hang out with that are just like, I don't know, I just started hanging out with this guy and wherever, he was cool. Yeah. I wonder what the difference is. It's Maybe it's the trying to hang out with you versus like, mm-hmm. it just happens. Yeah. Well, it's uh, whether they're annoying or not, I yeah, guess. Yeah, there's that too. Because I guess like this guy, Pat Tiffin, he, he's, he's not annoying. He's like a nice guy and he's easy to get along with. It's just, if you did want to just be alone, it's hard to... Yeah, to tell them that, but uh, but yeah, there's some people you just can't. You just hope they go away. That guy yesterday, he was like, kept trying to, to walk different directions and <laughs> kept like staying right behind me. And yeah. it's like, oh, what are you fucking trailing me, bro? Yeah, what, you're my handler now. <laughs> I yeah. don't even know you. Yeah, yeah. I remember when Renazisi got to the comedy store. There was the other guy, Fat James, who had been there for a little bit before. Okay, he was just so annoying and needy. He's like, where are we going? What are we doing? And we'd always be like. Oh, let's go to Mel's. And Fat James like, oh, go to Mel's? I'll show up. And then it's like, there's a group of like 10 people and then like four of them are like, hey, let's go to Fred 62's instead. Fucking, we don't want to deal with fucking Fat James and all this. Yeah. And um, it's way further away. I know, but it'll be better. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, we just don't, it's just like, you just got to wait long enough. That's what we thought. Like, you just got to wait long enough till he's accepted by the group. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this same sort of thing is why women say the comedy show is misogynist. Because I also don't get like welcomed in instantly. Yeah. And they're like, misogyny. And it's like, no, it happens with almost everybody. <laughs> you just think it's because you're a woman who always gets welcomed yeah. that it must be misogyny. Yeah. It's, maybe you're annoying. Yeah. Maybe you're annoying. Maybe we just don't know you yet and you're yeah. just not part of the crew. Um, but, uh, but, um, so then like, uh, we realized like he just got to wait long enough and be like part of this crew, you know, and then you get invited in. Yeah. And then we realized, we were like, hey, Renazisi, you want to come with us to Fred Sixty-Two's? And we realized Renazisi had been there for like three weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fat James had been there for like four months and he still wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not length. It's yeah. a stay. It's just like, I don't know, chillness. That's when you first met Steve? Yeah, like yeah. he had just come to the store to be an employee. Okay. And, but it was like, yeah, you're, you're cool. cool guy. Easy yeah, you just with. like, you just invite him because you don't... <laughs> He doesn't wait, like, hey, guys, yeah. what do you want to do now? You want to hang out? You want to come with me to this? Yeah, yeah. I'll come with you to this thing. <laughs> There's no like yeah. that. There's no inviting yourself. I think, yeah, the difference is the people who, uh, they just act like, like they've known you for 10 years or something. Yeah. They just start in on these conversations that you just couldn't care, you couldn't care anymore. Yeah. Or the worst is like the interviewing you about stuff that has related to you. Yeah. That they know because of whatever. Like on the internet or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they just ask you about it. You're like, yeah. That- <laughs> That is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, I get knowing about a person, but then I like, 
ah, I don't interview him. Use that. Like, all right, I'm a Cowboy fan. <laughs> like, yeah. fucking, is Dez going to come back? Do they have a chance this year? All right, that now I can talk to you. Yeah. Not like, so you say you're a Cowboy fan, huh? <laughs> yeah. That was like, uh, it's funny when I was touring with uh, Tom Green, he's a little more what? firm about it. About getaway? Yeah, he'll just he'll just say it. Really? Because they... He says it in a nice way, but even like, uh, I remember when we were in Michigan, a buddy of mine, because instead of flying, it was close enough to, to Hamilton that we could drive. It was like four hours or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so my buddy drove, because I don't drive. So my buddy drove, and then he ended up being like, you know, Tom's driver for the weekend or whatever. So <laughs> we'd be in the car, and this guy, I, I kind of told him not to bother him. Be like, like that? Don't, yeah, don't yeah. ask him questions. Don't talk shop, because he's a comic as well. I'm like, he just, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to hear about it but like, like dude when cool, i saw man. you when i first saw the tom green show yeah, yeah. i was so and it's like he's heard it yeah he's yeah. heard exactly this kind of so all he's doing is shutting off completely yeah i go oh okay okay yeah, yeah. when you put a piece of shit on that microphone and stuck in that guy's face <laughs> yeah. dude me and he's my like, friend yeah. were watching that me and my friend john were watching that we laughed so hard oh okay okay <laughs> yeah oh, yeah cool, cool, yeah cool. he's always like yep yeah he did that yep <laughs> it's just like there's no response yeah so we would be in the car and my buddy's driving and he'll be like talking his ear off and then eventually <laughs> tom will just like go he'll turn the radio on and just crank it really <laughs> <laughs> just blast it and he like reclines his seat back <laughs> he just makes it so obvious that he's done talking it was funny <laughs> that's funny or you just like equalize the sound to like blast in the back and quiet yeah. in the front <laughs> so he can't hear anything in the back yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was too that's funny. funny. Yeah, I've never been able. I wish sometimes I was like dice, so I had the character. I could be like, beat it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Does that mean <laughs> when they're drunks? So I'll usually realize what it is and walk away. Yeah, I'm like oh, you're barely even making memories. Yeah, you're yeah. annoying because of your drug, which is fine. But I don't want. I don't have to put up with it. Yeah, if they're fucked know? up, it's way easier. Yeah, to... or cokeheads. Like, hey, can I? I'm like, oh, okay, excuse me, one second, and I just walk. Yeah, I let them. They're just like dragonflies. They'll just tell someone else their dreams mm-hmm. instantly if it's coke. <laughs> They'll immediately be like, "Can I tell you about this invention? <laughs> Fuck that guy!" And then yeah. Like, like, yeah, I don't mind getting away from that. Yeah. Um, I hate sometimes I turn into that guy if, if I did coke or something. No, I'm sure I catch myself too. I'm like, really? Oh, I hate, while I'm talking, I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, oh no. I'm fucking talking way too much and no one cares what I'm talking about yeah sometimes if there's like four or five of those people I'll just sort of like be silent and let them keep talking at me for like 30 or 40 minutes and like never say a word back yeah and just see how long it goes yeah and it won't stop as long as you're listening sometimes I feel like it'll just like after a while I'll be like alright I'm calm hey you guys feel like burgers I want to get a burger like, all right, that's a normal thing you're saying. Yeah. I'll show you where the strippers are. Nah, I got work to do. Oh, right, well, I can bring them to you too. Right, dude, I have work to do. I don't. What? <laughs> yeah. It's weird how all the types you meet on the road mm-hmm. of people. <laughs> Other people I've hung out with totally. In Australia, in Brisbane, I went on yeah. a long road trip with two dudes. Yeah. Yeah, we t- they took us to like a quarry where we jumped off like into like the water you know yeah. off a big rock into the water you know from like a story high yeah, and stuff. yeah. that's awesome Went mushroom picking and fucking it was cool yeah a lot of drunk driving yeah <laughs> it was fucking rad but those were there i don't know maybe they just were normal guys and I'm like all right you seem fine yeah and it depends i guess in what context you meet them because yeah tom and i were in Austra- or, uh, new zealand yeah um there was like these guys at a college radio station that he just was doing some 
uh, press for. Yeah. And uh, the dudes that were on the radio show, they had a bunch of guys hanging out and they were like drinking beer at the studio and stuff. And Tom loves just, the drink. Yeah. <laughs> Tom loves the drink. Yeah. He's the way, the reason I made the rule of, I thought it was used to don't drink with people from Chicago. But when I drank with Tom in DC, I was like, yeah. don't drink with people from Chicago or Canada. Because <laughs> you just can't keep up with them. Yeah. And now it's those two and Scotland and Australia. <laughs> any of those, <laughs> any of those people, just like you go on your own pace. Don't worry about how much they're drinking. Yeah, yeah. Or find a up. fucking uh, plant to like dump half your beer out and then join back again. Yeah. <laughs> he wrecked me, Tom Green. He yeah. wrecked me. Yeah. God. He likes to party. Just the drink. That's the, 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 the uh, tolerance you guys have for alcohol <laughs> yeah it's tremendous anyway so what yeah oh yeah so like the guys at the station they just end up being really cool dudes and they were just easy to get along with and they were talking to them as fans but not not annoying not like that yeah yeah they were just like you know i could tell that he was liking them and just enjoying the conversation so then yeah while we were in new zealand they would end up hanging out with us for like a few days and stuff and just showing us around and yeah that's cool it just yeah. happens yeah in edmonton i had that i had one really needy guy I was like get in my car we'll smoke in my car i was like eh. yeah I don't know. And then these other two people, then we had a smoke session. The other two people, we just sat in their car and talked. But we talked about like, I think it was Edmonton. It might have been somewhere else. It might have been like Winnipeg or something. But mm-hmm. nah. But it was just like, I eh, talked about like Edmonton life and yeah, the other parts of town and fucking, you know, politics. I don't know, whatever. Not about me. We didn't talk about me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the guys just showed you around? Yeah. That's cool. They were just showing us around and yeah, all the fun spots to get drunk and <laughs> Just walking around New Zealand at night, it was fun. That's cool. Tom Green took you to New Zealand. That's a fun little pairing. Yeah, that was awesome. New Zealand. That was after Australia? Uh, no, we, I didn't go to Australia with him. He's been to Australia. You just went to New Zealand and back? Well, we were doing um, like a whole North American tour, and then yeah. we were doing shows in Canada, and then we left from Toronto to New Zealand for uh, the New Zealand uh, Comedy Festival. Oh. So that, that was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he took you to some cool spots. Yeah, we were there for like three weeks, so it was awesome. Damn. Have you been to New Zealand? No, I've been. I've wanted to. Oh, yeah, you should. It's awesome. I think the next time I do Australia after this, I mean, I'm done with the road after June. After yeah. After my special. I don't know now. I'm doing my thing this yesterday, and I'm like, maybe it won't be ready for June. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe September will be more likely, or October. But anyway, regardless, a year after that, I'm not going anywhere. And then when I go back to Australia, I want to do like <clears throat> two months. Yeah, maybe like three weeks of that in New Zealand, or two weeks in New Zealand. Yeah, it's awesome. Like three weeks was a good amount of time, but I definitely would have stayed. Really, like another month if I was could. Was it fun there? It was awesome. It Probably was pretty, really fun. Pretty the landscape too. right? Oh yeah, it was amazing. Because like when you're in uh, Auckland, we were there for the majority of the time, and um, it's kind of like a I don't know, it's like New Zealand's Toronto or whatever. It's their big city, but even the city was nice. But like just outside of the city. There's like these like beautiful beaches with like these huge mountains and you can walk through all the green, uh, um, like these massive fields, like right off the beach and stuff. Oh, like wow. it looks like, cause, um, yeah, it was like Lord of the Rings. It was like walking right in there. Wow. Like these huge hills. And sometimes you'd see these little houses in there. Like people live up there. Like in the, in the really hills? secluded. Yeah. Wow. Like in the beaches and stuff. It was really neat. It was cool. And then you go to different places. Like we went to, um, Wellington, which is like, they're more. I guess like upscale, like older town. Really? And then uh, 
uh, Christchurch, which was where they had Christchurch is yeah. the name of a city. Yeah. Wow. And that's where they had like a massive uh, earthquake. It, it's it happened like two years. Why? Because they didn't go to church enough. <laughs> I guess <laughs> they, they relaxed. They, they went to the late service on Sunday instead of the early service. <laughs> yeah. So Jesus was mad. I guess so. <laughs> Christchurch. There was a huge, huge earthquake, and it, they didn't have the money, I guess, to. Uh, to fix it because we were there like two years after the earthquake but you would have thought it happened yesterday really everything is still destroyed there's churches destroyed wow. schools everything a lot of businesses are just closed like wow. they're still standing but all the pipes underneath the ground are fucked and really yeah there was this dock in uh in in maui that i was snorkeling on yeah and it just fell on some earthquake or some uh some tsunami or something hit the dock you yeah. know hit it and it just fell in and then became like a reef instantly became like a coral reef like started like i don't oh. know how long ago it was but you can swim like through these ruins and stuff. Oh, it's cool. And it's pretty cool. Um, Where was it? In Maui somewhere. Oh, okay. Somewhere in Lahaina. By the way, don't tell people I came from Maui. <laughs> My intro. <laughs> I don't know why. It sounds so like upscale. <laughs> he just got back from Australia and Maui. That's fucking that's vacation shit. I thought it was funny because then I go, and now he's in Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel shitty. I'm like, oh, okay. Just I, Australia then? I just sure, whatever. Yeah. Came all the way from Australia. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't even get a laugh anyway. <laughs> it's weird. And also, you don't have to go back up on stage after I'm done. Oh. I know I asked the the staff there if I should and they were like yeah go up and close it out no reason yeah because I noticed you you laugh every time I go back <laughs> because the show's so clearly done yeah yeah I know because I never do that with Tom either he, you don't. he finishes the show and he like he puts the mic down and they start the music and everyone's it's happy. over yeah I'll meet you at you, the fucking you, merch you, table exactly I just go up and repeat what you said anyways I, and I so. see you out there going like a, I mean that can't feel natural to be on stage after that right no it feels like they're done yeah and I'm like because I don't know what to say you're I just saying repeat words the merch thing and I'm like thanks I realized that with Rogan I went to this maybe Dallas or something I went all the way to the stage to, to yeah. wrap it up and then I was like and then he just walked up and I walked with him. I was like, nah, I'm not going up there. The show's so clearly over. Yeah. You just killed, got like a standing ovation. Yeah. And I'm supposed to go back up? Yeah. I know. That's the end. It is weird. If the show is like an hour and a half show and not just an hour show yeah. of just me, then like that's when the yeah, show's yeah. over. At a music festival, Mumford and Son finishes, they go, Good night. Yeah. No, no one else comes up. up. Yeah. All right, let me tell you guys about next year's Bonnaroo. <laughs> Yeah, and you people know? don't care at that point. No. They just saw the show, they're happy, and then some asshole goes up and reads a list of things coming. I got banned once from doing the announcements at the end. I was in uh, Tempe in Dan Murr, <laughs> yeah. who died. God torture his soul. Um, <laughs> God rest his soul. That guy was the worst. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm glad he's dead. Um, he would be like, you're reading the announcements too fast. Because he wanted me to go into the, the next eight weeks of headliners and their yeah, credits. That's crazy. And I'm like, after... It was with Polly. I'm like, after he's done? Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're ready to leave. And I'm going, and please come to Gabriel Iglesias if you like like Mexican comics. And uh, and then I said some some girl comic too on there. I was like, okay. come to so-and-so if you like girl comics. And then somebody else was on there. I'm like, come to so-and-so if you like, <laughs> like uh, not funny comics. And then just as a joke or something. And then like, on, and he was like, no, go into detail on each of them. <laughs> Credits like, Bro, and everything. over. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. He goes, well, I'm not going to let you do it then. I was like, oh, great. Because yeah. I don't want to do that. Have someone else do the announcement. I get why the clubs w- would want you to announce it, but I'd maybe do like the next two and do it like even. Nobody's at the coming back is next better. week. No, exactly. Yeah, give them exactly. the highlight. <laughs> you give them the hot guys. It's always a great time. If you want to have a Christmas party, call up. The numbers on the table. Yeah. Check and the you, website. See who's coming. And next. you do that actually in between. 
You do that. Well, yeah, like, you if it's an MC feature before the headliner. Yeah, MC feature headliner. You do the MC does his time, bring up the feature. Then when he's up again, like by the way, I have a couple announcements before I bring the headliner up. Yeah, yeah. That's when you do that shit. Yeah, because they're still listening too. You can make yeah, a joke out of it. Yeah, they're still listening. Yeah. Let them settle down after the feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it. I went up Thursday and then I did it again yesterday because you didn't say anything. But because uh, I realized Thursday, you I were you on, didn't go up. I, I didn't. No, I did. Oh, really? Because I didn't ask you. That's why I asked the staff. I'm like, oh, I didn't. I didn't ask Ari if you wanted me to go up or not because I normally don't. Yeah, I, I, I get why you wouldn't want to, but they told me I should. So but I disagree. Today, unless they, okay. unless this, unless like the bar owner or the, the, the owner or the manager tells you you have to yeah like dan murr but that was just a coke trip with him it was like this is the way it's done you can never like reason with that with a coke yeah, yeah. head of like mm-hmm. let's, re- let's revisit that yeah. think about why most clubs are cool if, if the headliner doesn't want it then plus the only reason you would do it is for an announcement or to get people like in the first show to get people to fuck out fast yeah like rogan sometimes would do like an hour and a half and i was like guys thank you for coming you got to leave right now <laughs> the next show is yeah. supposed to start in eight minutes so please get the fuck out yeah. right now <laughs> Um, but there's seven thirty and ten thirty show here. We have an hour in between shows. Yeah, like there's no nah. Don't there's even no do rush. it. Don't even do it. All right. Anyway, so let's talk about about your kid now. Because last okay. time I talked to you, how many years ago was that? That would have been yeah. Because she was born already, right? She was born. Yeah. Uh, I think she was only a few months old. So yeah, that would have been like over three years ago. Over three years ago. Let me see when you were on yeah. here. She'll be four in a month. Works. Capolino, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she uh, she'll be four next month. Two peas. Yeah, there we go. Wow. Was it 2012? May 28th, June 1st of something. <laughs> Skeptic Tank 61. Babies having babies. <laughs> oh, it doesn't say. Man, when people come up to me and they tell me, "Oh, I heard you on Ari's podcast," my first thought is, "Oh, you think I'm a piece of shit?" 2012. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here's the first comment. Pat, you need a, you need, on the website, you need a man up, get a job, get off welfare, and properly provide for your child ASAP. It's great that you love your kid and want to be a good dad, but you, I'm doing, uh, you know, yeah, if it's yeah, in yeah. all caps, but you need to be the one providing for your kid. You made your own bed, lie in it. That's terrible logic. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there was so much more to that situation. That's what, like, yeah. there was people who, like, had been through similar things that, that were supportive and, like, got it. And then there's just people who, like, don't have kids. They're probably single. Fuck you. Yeah. They're That's like, not the way you're supposed to do shit, shit bro. <laughs> yeah. Made your own lead line. You're very fortunate that our parents are, are that cool because you are currently the worst case scenario, lazy ass son in law. <laughs> yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> I love when people, like, have a whole long thing and they'll just take one piece and be like, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Examine. And they'll use the, the, the language, which I hate. Like, oh, that's all you can talk about? Yeah. And you're like, no. That's just, like, they'll have a whole special and be like, oh, a shit story? That's all you can talk about? And you're like, no, that's, one, that's only eight minutes <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. hour and 20. What yeah. are you talking about? No, it's really not all I can talk about. Yeah. In that shit bit, yeah. Yeah, people just love... Uh, people won't say this to your face because it's cruel. Mr. your apostrophe. But the reality is places like Planned Parenthood exist. Parenthood is one word. So that your exact case doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, my case true. wasn't even that Planned bad. not Parenthood exists. What? Yeah, the, the thing wasn't even that uh, that bad. We didn't milk the system or anything. It was just a few months. If you and that whore are too good to work for a living, then you need to, then you don't deserve to have such a wonderful gift that your baby is. How do you know? I know. You could be an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck, man. But it was I use that 
I use man loosely. <laughs> but you really need to rethink things a bit. People are so mean. And the next comment. Wow, that last comment was harsh. Pat, hope things work out for you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you got like Thank two you. sides of the coin on that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, I hope they are okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was. Also, difficult. what's wrong with welfare? You used to care about the government so much and their money that you shouldn't yeah. take it. Um, anyone well, that's who qualifies what welfare, for welfare, grab it. I've got friends who, uh, well, I have one friend. <laughs> I don't know if I should say his name. You know who he is. But he lives off the what, system. What, oh, ki- oh, kitchen liver? He <laughs> <laughs> lives in kitchens all over the world? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Dan Peters. Dan Peters. He got, <laughs> he got so mad at me <laughs> for not liking his weed. Yeah, he talks to every time you come up in conversation. He's like, I, I gave him, he, he wanted to smoke my fucking weed and he didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> he just got out of prison or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he just got out of prison. He, he was like, kitchen. I want to smoke a joint. It was the smallest, thinnest joint. It was good enough for two people. It was yeah. The whole joint, just to the two of us. But uh, yeah, it was Hamilton, right? Yeah, yeah. In name? that room with the background. Remember the background? It was that club. The place we performed, maybe. Because the green room had that background with like the Paisley stuff. Uh, Like right behind our heads. It was some picture that we took down there before your girlfriend cheated on you with Tripoli. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that was at a, a rock bar. Rock bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it was out in the patio, and we were smoking. I was like, oh, cool, thanks. I mean, I appreciate it. When people like offer me weed, I, tough, yeah. I always appreciate it. You know? yeah, yeah. Even if I don't have time, or I'm like, I can't. I got to yeah. do this showcase. I, I can't be high right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, fuck yeah, man. Cool. So I smoked with them, and it was nice. And the next day, he came back. Because we were there for a couple days, right? Yeah, it was like three nights or something. Because Rouse said we had to perform that weekend. I was like, I'm going to record my special at Cap City, my CD. And he goes, no, 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 no. we got to do it that weekend because there's a sex con we have to pair up with. Not one person came from that sex con. No. And I'm pretty sure, because we went to it, remember? It was so or shitty. Did you go? I remember. Yeah, I went. We went yeah, we went with Sam. and uh, It's in like the convention center. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, nobody came. Bunch of fat people with whips. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just gross lengths. Yeah, yeah, it was more of like a Comic Con. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it was like Comic Con. Sex Comic Con. <laughs> but, uh, like those people were like, we also like to fuck. We like Spider Man and to fuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they all look like the, uh, the guy from South Park who's good at uh, World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeps the yeah, keyboard yeah, yeah. on his chest. <laughs> they all look like that. I'm like, you guys are yeah. fucking. And they're like, wearing leather. Yeah. And, like, and we're not just fucking missionary. <laughs> we're going for it. Yeah. That's funny. So yeah, at that rock bar. And then he he gave me, and he's like, want to smoke more the next day? And that's when I was like, oh man, I don't want to insult you, but like, that didn't do anything to me. I mean, not even like, it only got me high for a couple minutes, like yeah. Australian weed. I mean, like, it was like smoking air. Like it didn't. <laughs> that probably like broke his heart. Do too. anything because he's so proud of his uh, his weed. Yeah, and then two years later, you see him at the Comedy Underground, a clandestine. Oh, and then didn't he almost green you out or something? No. Oh, but that's he's what like, he claims. hey man, you ready? You ready? You want dabs? <laughs> oh yeah, like, the dabs. How do you have a torch that's with you, all man? He does now. I'm trying to catch up with Joey, you know, and talk to Puff Mama and just like enjoy her, you know, yeah. and like say everybody, hey man, you ready for this torch? I'm like fucking. <laughs> Peters, fucking relax, man. I'm sorry I didn't like your joint. <laughs> he, was so, he, that, he, he pushed it, he imposes it on people. It's, he didn't green me out. I've never greened out. Uh, I mean, like passed out. That's what he's. I've he, never story, done that. When you come up, he says, uh, he says, uh, the first time, he goes, yeah, he, he thought my weed was shit. No, no, and his so weed was time, shit. The next time I saw him, I greened him out. <laughs> no, Naomi got me super stoned off that honey. <laughs> yeah. 
that old lady that hangs out there, the yeah, hippie yeah, lady. Yeah. She's yeah. cool. And then I slammed my finger in her car door with oh. Kathleen. She dropped me off at the mall there. Oh, yeah. And I was like, don't drive, don't drive, don't drive, don't drive. Because my hand is like in the door. Oh. oh. And then I almost passed <clears throat> out from like blood. But that was it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Peters. Anyway, living in kitchens all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but they, even that, like uh, guys like that, if they, you know, what? I couldn't care less if he's on welfare or working or oh, yeah. whatever. Like, why not? But like when you have a kid or something, um, but there are, there are people who abuse it. Like there are people who have more kids because they get more they get money. more welfare. Yeah, and like they they live for free, like subsidized housing, and but honestly, they'll pay for their vehicles. And it's not even abusing it. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, I do think that there's some pay people your taxes. That's what it's for, I guess. But it goes to them anyway, right? I mean, like when I got unemployment, and I did for nine years, I was like, I don't know. There's a big fund. Yeah. Nobody's paying extra taxes because of it. They're mm-hmm. just paying unemployment tax at the same percentage. And yeah. it just goes back to the government or some of us get it. Yeah. So let's all of us get as much of it as we can. Yeah. Fuck the government. Well. They waste so much money. Yeah. Give them less money. Anyone who cheats their taxes. Anytime somebody tells me like, hey man, uh, can we do this cash? Mm-hmm. Unless I'm like, uh, it's too, I need to put it on my credit cards. I need to show it's tax deductible. I got to like take it off my, unless yeah, it's something yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah, man, you're looking to cheat the government <laughs> and I'm fucking down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Instead of my debit card. Yes. I'll give you cash. hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Don't report that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it, uh, that yeah, we weren't on it for too long <laughs> after the podcast. Oh really? Why? Yeah. Well, cause then I ended up, the, the problem was, uh, it was weird. It's not like I was just like a, a dude working a normal job, and I just didn't want to work. I was trying. I was chasing this whole comedy thing, yeah. so I didn't want to, you know, let that go. So I was trying to figure out how can I make money doing comedy, and like if I had to get a part time job, which I ended up doing, to make up the difference. But it, that whole experience, just having a kid, made me work even harder. At uh, well, welfare wasn't really enough to pay for the kid. And you, was it? Well, it was. That was the crazy part. Oh, I remember cool. explaining that before, was that it, it made it hard. It, the system's kind of stupid because it, it makes you not want to work. I was making more not working than if I had worked. Yeah. Because even if I had a job while I was uh, collecting the social assistance, it was, uh, they just take off what you make. From That's straight, the, straight equal from amount? They give you. Equal amount? Equal amount. Oh, see, unemployment in America, they take off 75%. Oh. So that means if I make a hundred bucks, I'll make seventy five dollars less in unemployment. Oh, okay. but it's still oh, like, it that means I'm making twenty five dollars extra. Yeah, by working. Yeah, it might have been something like that too. Then, but uh, but it wasn't much. Like I was, oh. they were giving at low me, level like, jobs. I mean, if you made a hundred grand a year, yeah, it'd be worth it. But that wasn't. A possibility yeah, if I was just working part time, I'm basically just working to get the exact same amount of money. Yeah. So it didn't make any sense. That's how I justified unemployment to people. I'm like, the reason is. So if you lose your job, you don't immediately have to find a job at McDonald's or some awful job. Right. You can like, well, hold on, unemployment is going to help me in the six months get through this tough time. Yeah. And then just get off me assistance and then I can find a job in the field I want to be in. Yeah. And that's what it did for me. Like it allowed me to continue pursuing comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. I don't need it anymore. Or actually, I'm not allowed to take it anymore. <laughs> I have, man, I wish I now. did. I became incorporated, so now I can't. You yeah. can't I, otherwise, I'd still be on it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I would use that money. I would. I'd do something with it. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well. Thirteen grand a year. Yeah, of unemployment, which is as much as I made on my leanest years before I started getting unemployment. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. 
<laughs> if you can do nothing and make just as much my money. My brother had unemployment in Germany, and uh, they pay you 80% of your salary, mm-hmm. of your salary for like two years. Wow. And I'm like, you going to find another job? And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. In two years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe in two years. I'll start looking in a year and nine months. But yeah. uh-uh. Yeah, he was like, why in the world? Yeah, it's almost goes, like having a pension. Yeah, he goes, all these Europeans, they have pride about it. <laughs> They're like, well, I don't want to be on unemployment. He goes, fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people need it, too, just to, you know, it, it, everyone's situation is different, but some people need that break to just figure their shit out. Yeah, exactly. You're in a terrible position. Fucking, yeah. here's some cash, relax. Yeah. Now get a job. Yeah. Um. So. So you got unemployment. How long till you split up with uh with your m- mother-in-law? Baby no, baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> My mother-in-law. <laughs> um, I don't think it was long after the podcast. Yeah, why? Because you talked about cheating a bunch. Uh, it was part of that. It was. Sure, you knew all that though, right? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. For, right, some of it. Yeah, <laughs> but the whole the reason I was even so open about talking about it was that. It was, it was done. It was so done, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I it was the best now. thing that could happen, because now we're, like, we're really close. We're good friends, and, and it's the it's the best situation for our daughter, too. So so how old is she now? So that was 2012. That's yeah. three and a half years later. She's four now? She'll be four next month, yeah. December okay. 28th. Wow. And uh, so she started school this year. Which oh, is really? Crazy. Yeah. So now, how are things different? You're the only guy I've ever talked to that has admitted out loud that they wished they hadn't gotten somebody pregnant. Uh, Only parent, whoever wished that out loud. <laughs> well, what, at that time? At that time. Now, hold on. I'll just, I'm just going to quote the study that I saw. Okay. That something like 85% of parents were happier before they had children. Right. But only like 7 or 8% of them will say that they would if they had to do over again they would not have the kid (laughs) and so that boils down to i think things like so a lot of parents are like well i'm happier it's like no you're not uh but i think it boils down to happiness not being the only indicator of whether or not you would change things right you know there's other things more than just happiness in people's lives yeah um Uh, sense of fulfillment maybe or whatever it is yeah well and it's it's so hard like if you ask me that question now yeah a hundred percent i would do it again you would do it again. Yeah, because I can't imagine my life without her now. Right. You're so involved. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's a, I know it's so 100%? Cliche. Hold on. Yeah. 100%? 100%. No part of you go, ever goes, Ugh. No, not at all, because it, it, I like where my life went after that. Oh, right. After having her and stuff. Because like before, it was kind of like, I don't know, I, was just, I, I didn't really care much for myself, you yeah. know? And I didn't really have a reason to, because I didn't care, you know, I was just getting fucked up all the time Floating. just whatever now i have more reason to, to to just be a better person a little more responsible and in a good way though it's not like a i don't know it's not a bad thing yeah but a hundred percent like if you ask me like all right go back just graduating <laughs> college yeah you can go back to la or you can get a job as a paralegal or you know grad school start your career yeah. somewhere else you would do that no Oh, for okay. sure, I'd be a comic again. Yeah. It's all worked out great, but not 100%. No way, 100%. <laughs> There's moments where I'm like, what am I doing? God, I wish I could be a lawyer. Yeah, Just moments here or there. It ain't 100%. When people say 100% or 0% about things, I'm like, you're not even thinking yeah. about the question. Well, the thing... Because, yeah, there's no, I, there, I don't have moments of like, ah, sometimes I wish I didn't have a kid. Like, that never crosses my mind. Do you ever? Th- because it's never been a, 
a problem in my life. Do you ever go, I wish I didn't have her this weekend? No. There's never like a game you want to go to or a big party. You're like, oh, fuck, I've got well, Esther. No, no, because, uh, well, for one. I, I wish I could have her last week and next week instead of this week. Never. Well, sometimes if, if it's like even if work, like if, I have, if I'm booked or something and we have to work around our schedules and stuff. But I guess partly why it's so easy for me to say I would do it 100% over again. Yeah. I have a really supportive family too. So like if I do have something that comes up on a weekend then like my mom's more than happy to. Kathy Capilano. Kathy yeah, Mercanti. Mercanti. Yeah. <laughs> she makes good ziti, man. Yeah. She loves ziti. <laughs> She's like, have him back. I want to make dinner for him again. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were so young then. Yeah. You weren't I even 21. I was, uh, yeah. I just turned 21. Oh, yeah. That Probably week. the day before the day after we went to your mom's house. Yeah, yeah. I think it was that day, actually. Really? I I had to, it was my birthday. We were going to dinner at my mom's and uh there was the it was manolis's car it was too small so i had to ride in the trunk <laughs> remember i was in the trunk <laughs> oh yeah there was no room in there his ceiling was falling in too <laughs> yeah it like hold it up yeah and i yeah. Had to lay in the trunk until we got to uh my mom's i'm eventually gonna do a podcast with you and manolis and rouse on hamilton that would be on awesome. the hammer and that's what i'm gonna call call it the hammer yeah yeah but but yeah <laughs> um what was I going to tell you now? Oh, yeah. I still can't believe Tripoli. On your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> fucked your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I am who I am, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, okay. Tell me some ways that your life is better than because of a kid. Like, break it down. Uh, well, well, yeah. Like, it, she gives me a a reason to take care of myself but it's all for her though like i don't i don't take care of myself better because of me essentially Mm -hmm. because and like i was explaining to you this uh yesterday with even like the whole idea of death and stuff yeah it's kind of a bad thing because i worry about it more now than i ever have because before i used to think of death like yeah if it happens it happens you know right and uh but now that she's around i want to be around for her you know to provide for her to or to like her see her, her shit. and i want to see her grow up and yeah. and uh, live her life and like because i had her so young there is a possibility if i live so long <laughs> if uh, i could be 85 years old and she'll be 65 like i'll yeah. see her turn into a an old woman yeah i'm adamant about telling you that you should get a vasectomy <laughs> because you're fine with who you got but you you're gonna be a fucking free man at like 45 when you yeah. still have some life oh, left yeah. well the thought of having another kid scares the shit out of me right I definitely don't want another which is, one right now. Which is why it's awesome that you're blasting away inside people that you shouldn't have a kid with. <laughs> no. Fucking idiot. No. Um, I, uh, but yeah, the, the thought of having another one right now anyways, that's why I, I, I wouldn't get a vasectomy tomorrow, but it's, I'm definitely leaning towards more towards not having another kid ever, but I don't know. If, I mean, your last method of birth control, just coming inside a vagina was not the best. That didn't work at all. <laughs> that did not work. You're like, but it worked for the first couple of weeks. You're like, that doesn't, it shouldn't have worked the first day. <laughs> you didn't like, I'll just come a little inside and I'll keep working it up. <laughs> just like, blast away. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <sighs> but, um, so, okay, but so there's that. Life. Yeah. And then, uh, just so many things. Like, it just, she just makes me happy. I love being around her. Just, I just, I'm proud of her. It's really exciting. Just, no. I don't know, and it makes it like I, I realize things that uh, I would never see had I not had a kid. Like, um, 
don't know. It just gives me more perspective. Like when I watch her learn things, I forget that I was once like that too. Mm-hmm. And um, I learn things again with her, yeah, which is cool. And uh, just watching her, her perspective, like everything's amazing right now for her. You know what I mean? Like she could see a centipede and want to talk to it. <laughs> now, are you are you more amazed by that or by some other kid doing the same thing? No, my kid. Only your kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well, what they don't understand, parents, about non-parents. Like, can you believe this? And you're like, yeah, the same shit you're ignoring in every other child, we're ignoring in your child. Yeah. It's the same. Oh, yeah. Only my my family cares. I know right. that. But, uh... That's okay. As long as you know that, we had this fucking girl on my snorkeling trip in in, in Maui, and she was wearing squeaker shoes. They just squeak, squeak on, te- on purpose. Yeah, they were made to squeak so yeah. their parents didn't lose track of her. And that's cool around her house and shit. But it's like I don't want to hear. It's not a fucking quiet, go nowhere kid. The kid likes to run around. And you're like, lady, fucking just watch your child. It's annoying everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. That's the thing too. Like when I'm, when I have her and we're out and stuff. Like I, I do. You know, you gotta. I I don't understand how parents do that. How they just let their kids like. I'll be at like a coffee shop and someone's kid will just come right up to me and the parents are like on the other side and they're they're looking they see but they don't do anything. Like about yeah, he's it. fine. I'm like yeah, he's yeah. fine, but I'm not fine. Yeah, because I was having a conversation, and your growth is interrupting me. Yeah, well, I don't mind it. I think it's cute if like a little kid came up, but I'm more worried. Like, how do you know? Yeah. Oh, they're not going to steal your kid. Yeah, or like whatever. Just and you just shouldn't let your kid be that okay going up to strangers, strangers. and stuff. Do you ever hear about that up. kid in a that Orthodox Jewish kid in New York? No. To let him walk home for the first time by himself. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, you know, it's time. You're how old six, is seven, eight. Oh, I don't wow. know, nine, ten, whatever it was. I have no idea. I can't tell kids' ages. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere between five and fourteen. <laughs> And uh, he got lost on the way home, and uh, so he stopped. He saw he saw an, uh, like another Hasidic Jew. Okay, and he goes, "All right, I'll ask them." That's a friendly face, you know. And uh, the guy f- took him and chopped him up. Oh my god! Chopped up the kid. He found the one monster in the Hasidic Jewish community. Wow. And they were canvassing. The cops were canvassing the area, asking. They knocked on the guy's door, like, "Hey," um, and the guy just he goes, "Oh, come with me. I'll show you the body." And they're like, "What?" Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's so fucked. Yeah, I don't understand. That's crazy. So this guy sees his kid wander up, and his first thoughts like, "I'm lost." Yeah, I'll Can you? Up. Yeah, I mean, he's got the monster gene. Yeah, that's so fucked. Yeah, when you hear about that, and especially now as a parent, like that always bothered me, obviously, yeah. as it would you. Yeah. But now that I'm a parent, it's even. I just I can't even like hear stories like that without. I mean, do you live in sick. fear the whole time? I do. It, it not the whole time, but it does bother me like there's uh there's this there's a a sex offender who lives in uh her neighborhood and Dan Peters? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um but there's this petition right now trying to get him out because for whatever reason he's a repeat offender i think he's been locked up twice what's he do he's child pornography he's touched kids he's he's been charged on so many things he's kidnapped kids i think like, oh. And he's got, like, they just listed all this man's charges. to work, get him thrown to another neighborhood to molest somebody else's kids instead yeah, of your exactly. own? exactly. That's not the answer. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's where he lives in the neighborhood. He lives directly, like, he could sit on his porch, and it's right where my daughter goes to school. And there's a playground and a swimming pool right there, too. And he, like, you could throw a rock from his house and, and hit the school. Like, wow. and he, why is he allowed to live right there? And, and 
the police almost like protect him in a weird way because they say like he's he got, has rights. He has rights too. He served his time. He's already registered. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. Right, but it's just no one's watching him. He doesn't got a bracelet on or anything. Like it's it's scary. So I hate knowing that 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 he's you know yeah he's a repeat offender. Like he's been locked up and punished, and then he did it again. So he ain't gonna stop. Yeah, why would he stop now? So that's scary. And not just, I'm not just saying that for my kid, for any kid. I don't want that to happen to any yeah, kid. But especially your kid. But especially I mean, that's not good. <laughs> no, so everyone's selfish like that. Yeah. Well, there's that whole, uh, what's that whole morals thing where they say, like, if you're, if you had the power to, if there's a train on a track and, it, and it, at the split, there's one person on the track and five people on the track. Um, and you had the ability to change lanes. So it's on the track to hit four people. But if you switch the lanes, it'll hit, it'll hit one. What would you do? Do you do you kill the one person yeah, to one. save the four? Yeah, sure. Okay. What if you that's know what most w- people say. Now, now, what if that one person was your mother? Right. What do you do? And yeah. No, I'll kill the four. I would kill the four yeah, too. Sure. And it's a real like test of your mm-hmm. your morals. If it's a stranger, you yeah, you'd kill less people. But if it's someone you care about, yeah, they're immediately their one life is more valuable than four strangers' lives. Wow. Yeah. You're right. So no, that's why we, that's we, the whole we don't thing. mind attacking, like, throwing scud missiles at Yemen. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, we the wedding party got killed. The whole wedding party, because we got the wrong address. Yeah. Fucking 30 people that were going to a wedding all died. And we're like, yeah, but I mean, we don't know any of them. Yeah. It's Yemen. It's fucked up. Like, they shouldn't have attacked us. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't ever attack us. Yeah. <laughs> They've done nothing to America. Oh, well, let's just not examine it. Yeah. But that's, I guess it's just human nature. We're just, it's easier yeah, you to look at not your care. Yeah. If, so you look at those people though and like how do you let your kid at that point run around or like yeah you can walk home from school by yourself yeah see that scares the shit out of me i'd want to walk her to school till she's like 20 yeah but then you can't do that either <laughs> i They'll know be all like I know. that's not a childhood i know i don't want to be an, uh, the overbearing overprotective parent yeah. but uh but it is scary i mean like especially now she's not even four yet so the thought of her uh well, people go like what if something happens to them you're like well then you'll never forgive yourself and yeah. that's how you do it <laughs> yeah but you can't just not let them like take their bikes out with their friends and yeah i don't know if they break their arm that's part of growing up yeah they get molested that's not part of growing up but yeah what are you gonna do but that's the scariest part is like it opened like this whole like human emotion that i didn't even realize i had Mm. like just that that fear of like i think about it sometimes like uh, just like if i don't want i would much rather die before she does really (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm sure every parent would yeah i don't ever want to you know i want her to live a long happy life and Remember when that guy from Penn State, what's that guy's name? Uh, who the 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 guy with the the molested all the kids players yeah. or whatever? Oh yeah, what's his name? I can't remember. Me neither. But then he was like under house arrest, and he just wanted to go in his backyard and watch the kids' playground from behind because you know it was right behind his backyard. Yeah. And they're like, no, don't do that. He goes, why? I enjoy it. And the people are like, dude, this is the problem. <laughs> do you not know why people are upset at you? Yeah, because you enjoy watching boys. <laughs> Yeah, it's like <laughs> this is all wrapped up in the issue. Yeah, um, name Joe something. Joe Paterno was the main yeah. was the guy who didn't report him, but he's oh, the guy who I did see. it. Okay, yeah, they vilified Joe Paterno, but it was like I don't know, man. That's one of those where it's like he just go, knew it was going on, didn't do anything about didn't it. Didn't do quite. Enough. He also didn't want to accept it. Right. That's like here's my buddy that I've known for thirty years. You're telling me he's a child molester. Like it's not out of the realm of normal human inter- possibility to just go. Uh, I don't, I'm not dealing with this. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Don't no. That's not happening. Accept it. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I think a lot of us would do. 
Mm-hmm. And not that it's right, but not that it's right, but it's not nearly as wrong as yeah, I raped it. some kids. Yeah. 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 Oh, anyway. So yeah, you worry about that. But anyway, what other ways is it good having this having this kid? Like what is how has it changed your life? I mean, here's what they do. I get it where you're like, you can live for someone else more than yourself. Yeah. Like I never clean my apartment until someone is coming to live there. Yeah. Like if it's Simmons or Nicody or someone's like staying there for a month, I'll clean like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then not use any of that cleaning. Yeah, yeah. That's done Just like the them. day before I leave and then they all get that. Mm-hmm. But I would never clean for myself. It's like, why bother? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it. Living for someone else is is nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's just I don't know. It's everything, and it, and it made me a better person. Like uh, even with better. my career and stuff. Like it made me a, a harder working person, a more focused. Um, and I don't know. I just more. Well, especially because like I have a little girl too. So, you know, there's that whole thought of like how I want her to be treated. So it makes me treat people differently too. Not that I was a scumbag or anything, but yes, you are. <laughs> Not any more than any other twenty-year-old dude was. And a twenty-year-old comedian. Yeah, but but yeah, you're a scumbag <laughs> for sure. But not anymore. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, has it made you things, like? But the sense of pride is amazing too. Okay, but I mean, career-wise, has it made you like? I've got to get this career going because I can't be poor. Yeah, it definitely put a fire under my ass for sure. Um, and do you think that was separated from, like I said to you yesterday, like this? It's a vi- like. 20 to 25 is a really huge development time for adulthood. Yeah. Um, and that's growing me even till I was like 30, 25 to 30 was another big. Yeah. And like just kind of grew up at those times. Yeah. Cause I graduated college at like 25. So yeah. Um, do you think it would have been anyway? Like you kind of growing up or was um, it accelerated or just Oh, it different? definitely accelerated it. I think I matured a lot yeah. since she was born and stuff because I had to be. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm learning tons. You made your own special. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where'd you do it? Uh, at Hamilton Yuck Yucks. Nice. Still never been there. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, like your home club, club, huh? Yeah. So we do shows guys, there every week. I love how you guys just run that place. I know. What, you and Manolis and other guys? Yeah, and Dan Peters. And Dan Peters. Just like have the run of the place. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of like the store. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that's what I could think when you were explaining that. The store. The yeah. How, yeah, because you know, has gone. So it's just like, I don't know. Here's some shows. But yeah, generally. Each club, like like this one, like Calgary. But see, they have a staff. Yeah. Like a committed staff. Yeah, they're all friends. It, like a comedy club. Uh-huh. But in Hamilton, it's, uh, it's, oh, what? Kind, of, it's kind of an afterthought to their bar or their restaurant that they own. Oh, really? Yeah. So like that's their main priority. And then yeah, the restaurant just comes after. They don't really understand entertainment industry. They don't understand comedy. They don't like, they just don't understand how to run it as a comedy club so like yeah even like the weekend i did my special there was no manager present <laughs> there was like a bunch of people didn't get their food really drinks they didn't have it just mm. wasn't stocked properly and like it was just it was new staff new waitresses they didn't really know what was going on and and it was packed um so just little things like that but but we pulled it off because the comics we all know how to do it like we we do the lights we do the sound we do the intros we do everything and yeah. we just kind of run the show, and I, I host like a lot of the shows there, and well, that's cool. That's we good stage produce time too. a lot of them too. Yeah, yeah. That's the coolest thing about it is that it's an actual because you know lots of, there's lots of rooms in Hamilton. Yeah. Now, like just have bars, but it's nice to have an actual comedy club to 
to do oh, stuff for sure out. for sure that's like a real it's set up that way comedy clubs are great they're set yeah. up for comedy yeah. what um what so when are you gonna start selling the cd the the special excuse the special me. uh the release party for the dvds and or the whole thing is uh wednesday november 11th okay and um and then the DVDs I'm more just selling as merch at shows. On the road. And then uh, there's a $5 digital download available on my website, uh, patrickcopolino.com. Two Ps. Yeah. C-O-P-P-O-L-I-N-O. Um, well, that's cool. So you think doing stuff like that is probably related to having a child? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it makes... That was like... In, it motivates me to, to, to work harder and get stuff like that done. There was nothing driving me early on. Yeah. There was nothing driving me to like wanting to get into the comedy store drove me. Mm-hmm. But besides that, there was nothing like I got to get my career going. Yeah. I mean, nothing. Rogan would yell at me like, just get a website. <laughs> Do something. Yeah. Well. And be like, what's the point? Yeah. And then even just like when I, it was 2013, I guess I was just like a couple years into stand up. I only had like 20 minutes. And um, that was when. I uh, started working with Tom Green, yeah, and that that also had a huge probably accelerated your life influence in changing my my attitude towards my career and stuff. Why? Because I just when I the first weekend I went out with him, I, like I said, I only had like twenty twenty five minutes of like you know decent stuff that was obviously good enough that he kept me around. Yeah, but then I just learned a lot from him. Like he he gave me a lot of like really good career advice and just how seriously I should take it and and. I would see his writing process. Like he would want to meet up and write at the hotel oh, really? or something. Yeah. So then when I saw that, we would write a lot like for him. And then I would start, you know, adapting that discipline to my own stuff. And then, you know, within the first few months of touring with him, I was just accumulating more material and I was getting stronger and just the way so, he oh, taught me a lot. Write. Yeah. And just a lot. He taught me a lot about the psychology of crowds and stuff, which I found really interesting. And Mark Breslin actually gave me similar advice. Um, just cause like at, before I was just kind of being more shocking than anything, like, which I hate now. I hate watching comics do that. Like new comics. Yeah. And they go, well, I'm I just edgy. It. And you're like, yeah, you're edgy, but there's no joke yeah. there. And even if it is funny, sometimes it's just too, like a too gross, too gross or something. And that's what I was doing. I was like, I was doing well, but Trying I was alienating like uh, dudes would love it. Some chicks would like it, but most women and, and anyone over the age of like 35 guaranteed <laughs> would, hate yeah, it. fucking hated it. Yeah. So I learned all about that and how to change it. And, and then even like when I started writing more about my life, like uh, made it more personal stories and stuff. And then which Tom included, does a lot of that, right? Yeah. Well, he does a lot of social commentary type stuff, but he, yeah, he does have a bunch of stuff about his childhood and stuff like that too. Um, so then like, I started writing material, you know, about being a father and stuff, which kind of writes itself. Yeah. essentially but um uh so that stuff just I, I learned how to just be more likable and stuff so just the change from when i started the tour with tom to like after the first year it was just like night and day just insanely uh improved and, and different and i just I, learned more about the business and that that i could see too being helpful of like oh here's a winner yeah. Let me see what a winner's doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and here's let me see what a success is doing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and yeah. I can see, I can understand now. That's why I got with Rogan. So it was like, oh, I can see, like, wow, you get let into the clubs, like manager knows you. Yeah, yeah. They let you right into the back, and it's like, this is how you, you are. Yeah, you and get I was treated just like, well. Yeah. It and just he, gave me a goal. Like I can achieve that. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it was. It's like because uh, once I got a taste of that, yeah. Because you know, I just, up until that point I had only been doing 
you know, just local stuff. I wasn't even signed by Yuck Yucks yet. And the so Monster I was just Store. doing, yeah, yeah, the Monster Store. But that too helped me a lot because I was only like nine months or 10 months into stand up at that point. Yeah. So I knew nothing then. So that was cool just to watch you guys every deal night. Deal with hecklers and deal with shitty rooms and good rooms. Yeah. And, and just watching the 40, the different styles of comedy. Oh, and for sure. Because you guys are all headliners. And yeah. So that, that, that was one, that was the first huge learning curve I had was that tour. And, uh, and then um, that tour was interesting because it was dirty comics in different styles of dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, Neff was more shock. Tripoli is like yeah. sex. Rouse is more death <clears throat> shit. Yeah, torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't know what I am, but like, yeah. Yeah, it was cool seeing all that. And then I, I just yeah, being on the road just helps a ton. Like, and you see the difference because once you go on the road and you go back, like a lot of guys like in in Hamilton, they're not quite at that point yet. And you can just see how when how it holds you back. Like I remember being ho- only at Hamilton. Yeah, only yeah, staying right. in your city. And yeah. uh, like I remember hearing a Louis C.K. in an interview. I think it was on the Bill Simmons podcast. But he was talking about how uh, all the comics in New York they all had like their twenty minutes and they were just working. They was just they go to the show and then they after the show they'd have some drinks and eat some food and just waste time. And then after Chris Rock had. Uh, left snl he like he i guess he essentially failed on snl yeah he just decided to hit the road for a whole year and then he was coming back to shoot his hbo special and i guess when he came back from the road um he was playing caroline's he was headlining at caroline's and all the comics went to go watch him and they just saw him just destroy like he had just become in, in really good better than he was before he left and then he said they had this moment he said it was like all the comics watching it was like when they show uh at the end of the world series they show the losing team staring <laughs> <laughs> all te- teary-eyed wondering what the fuck happened he said it was like that he's like oh yeah i for- i completely forgot that this is a thing that matters and yeah. i have to work on this and uh that's what it kind of was for me too like just to it was just like that kick in the ass like if you want this to happen, you have to fucking do it. You got to work on it. Yeah. You get the ability to, to get 20, 25 minutes instead of 7, 10, 15. And from yeah. a crowd, it's like 200 people, 300 people instead of 12 people. Yeah, exactly. You can pause longer, fuck around with silence. Yeah. Whereas like in a shitty OR, or I'm sure a shitty Hamilton Yuck Yucks, yeah. you're silent for more than two seconds and they're turning on you. Yeah. There's no like, let me act this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just can't. Yeah, that's all cool. Um, okay. So those are some ways that the kid has made your life better. <laughs> yeah. Tell me some ways the kid has made your life worse. <laughs> I can't think of many. That's not true. At all. That's not true. Come on. Well, I don't know. You'd have to be more specific with the kid. I, I'm not thinking of a specific way. I'm saying I know you know. Waking uh, up, wake. Okay, here's one that I know okay. that parents never really end up saying. Yeah. Waking up at four in the morning to change a kid's diaper. That nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So that. to say like it's all good is like come on man. You can say it's worth it to wake up yeah, at yeah. four, but, it, but it's don't not, say it's, it's all it's good. Not ideal. Yeah. But yeah, that but that's what I mean. That that phase doesn't last too long. Well, sure. Some, like, what are the negatives? <laughs> there's uh nothing. Maybe just being exhausted when I'm with her because she's you know now she's she's got more energy than anyone I've ever met in my life. Okay. There's so it's just one. the constant. You just can't get anything done when you're with them. Yeah. But it's not like a, I don't know, I feel like your question is aimed towards like, what's a reason not to have a kid? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, the, the, my parents, it's just parents is they only it. give one version of it. It's all great. It's yeah. all great. And you're like, I, you're you're lying by omission. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Like worrying about any, a child molester in your neighborhood. Yeah. That's not a worry for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, there's negatives that are like, not like, it's just part of it. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily a, I wish I didn't have one because. Right. But, um. Not all the way to I wish I didn't have it, but just like 
this moment right now is not is negative. If it was all these moments, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in for any parent, uh, financially is a finances. That's one. I forgot about that. Yeah, because like there's everything now. She's in school, so it's like when she started school, we had to like, you know, you had to go back to school shopping. She had need <sighs> some clothes, and they they need certain things like backpacks. And now schools, they they don't let you bring anything. Um, that has that can be thrown out in the garbage, like wrappers and stuff. Like Why? you can't have like a cheese string and a plastic thing. You have to like, you have to open it and then put it in a container or something so that they send it home. I don't know. They want like less garbage at the schools, uh, I guess. But like just little. Now you gotta like do that. You gotta buy things specifically <laughs> so that they, they don't throw the garbage out at school. You gotta buy containers and just like everything you buy too has to be you know opened and, and put in unwrap your string cheese before you send them in and it's yeah. like oh, i'm just going ready to go to work i don't fucking <clears throat> fine here it's now it's unwrapped yeah and then there's just you know just just little costs like you know school photos and once she starts getting into extracurricular stuff as she gets older there will be oh, volleyball knee pads just stuff that i didn't even realize when i was a kid you know what i mean like when my parents signed me up to play hockey or something like <laughs> that's so much equipment hockey yeah it's the most like dollars economically like debilitating if sport I, if i suck and i don't <laughs> i don't really care much about it I, I didn't realize how much my parents uh frustrated for it we spent just, so much money on pads that you were going to outgrow anyway. You outgrew one. You got, just got the next one, and now yeah, you quit? Yeah. You couldn't have quit before you got your new pads? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's, I know that's coming. That hasn't happened yet. But then just, you know, there's diapers for a long time and food, yeah. and which is always <laughs> food, obviously. But, uh, yeah, diapers was a, a, a big thing. And Are you ever, fr- are you ever frustrated? Are you ever like, oh, fuck, um, looking at a bill or something like that? Uh, not really, unless I was just, no, cause I just got to get better at manage my, managing my money, which I, I mm-hmm. have been, but, uh, yeah, no, if I'm ever short or something, it's more like my bills. Cause that's what, that's what it is. Like when you, when you become a parent and stuff, it's just, uh, she comes first. So it's like any expenses that are for her, that's just like a no brainer to me. It's not like, oh, I, I can't do this now. Cause I had to buy her this. It's like rent. Yeah. Or like, it's, well, it's you like have I have to pay to for the rent. It. I have to. So there's yeah. no there's no like resentment towards it. It's just a Oh, okay. I just look at it like another necessity. That makes sense. Did uh did um what was I just gonna say? I forgot. Well this is something Scott told me from Yuck Yucks once. Okay. He has a kid. Yeah. With a girl he broke up with like pre- like during the pregnancy I think. Yeah. Um but he said that, and I know there's only one way to know this to be in both situations, but he said he finds it way easier, may, may get your comment on it, to raise a child with split custody rather than having the child all the time. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Why? Because, um, well, because you're, you're sharing the time with the kids, so you, it's not always it's not 24 7 but see like it depends who you ask though see for me it's better yeah because she primarily lives with her mother uh-huh um so if you asked her i'm sure she'd <laughs> the mother right she would uh, appreciate the help but like she's she's seeing someone now who uh, has a kid the same age and stuff so like they kind of help each other and and whatever but uh but no like it, it does i could see it being easier that way because then it it depends on your situation too. Like if you have split custody where it's like a week with dad, a week with mom, then yeah. that's equally split. And it's easier to deal with the week with the kid. Cause you go oh, next week. 
next week I can party. Yeah. Next week this girl's gonna come visit yeah, or me. Or just sit down. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Not have to entertain. Just sit in a rocking chair all day. Because <laughs> it's just constant attention. Like I can't. I can't. You can't lay down. You can't just watch TV because he just constantly wants to be entertained. Well, here's what a lot of people don't understand about whatever uh, situation they're like thinking of: relationships, mm-hmm. uh, childbearing, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's that it seems fine, but you need a release valve right. in life. You need a vacation day here or there. So that's why we have weekends at work. Yeah. Because you can't work every day because it's fine. I like my work. I like my work. Sure. But try doing it 21 straight days. Yeah. And then suddenly you'll feel this like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So you get this release valve of a weekend. And then two weeks a year in, in Europe, four to six weeks a year, you get a vacation. Yeah. Um, and you get to live your life a little bit and get the release valve. Now mm-hmm. you're feeling rested and rejuvenated. You can go back and enjoy your good job again. Yeah. That's why I say monogamy doesn't work. I'm like, once every six months, once a year, whatever your own schedule is, you could better go fuck somebody else. So it's not all this one person, this one boring oh, vagina right. over and over again, or it's one boring dick over and over again. Yeah. Same thing with kids. That's what I think, too, where it's like now you, because you have split custody, you get this release valve. Yeah. Even if it was a week on, week off, or four days on, three days off. Yeah, yeah. You get like, right, you get to sit down. Yeah, and like right now, like, and her mom's been great with supporting my career and stuff so Mm -hmm. like you know if i get her on weekends or like every other weekend and stuff like that um if it lands on a weekend i'm away like like this weekend was actually my weekend all we do is just switch so i had her last weekend and i'll get her when i get back right so stuff like that oh that's cool yeah i bet it'd be a lot harder to have split custody with somebody who hates you oh yeah yeah if they use the kid against you that's (sighs) it would be a fucking nightmare because it's also it's not just the pain in the ass but it's also they'll because you want to see your kids, right? So, like, there are there are people out there who would, you know, try to find some legal loophole where they can fuck the uh, their spouse out of uh, mm-hmm. seeing the kid. Even my friend which David is did that. Crazy. The ex-wife tried to get his girlfriend, um, who he cheated on his wife with, and left yeah. him for her. So he was still with this the, the mistress, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And now they're married and they have kids of their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he fell in love with somebody else really fell out of love with the wife yeah and then fell in love with somebody else but she tried to get the mistress as like a bad part of the household like legally i forget the terms oh. where it's like she can't be alone with the child david has to be present at all times like fuck you how <laughs> yeah. come on you're making it so that i can't see my girlfriend my wife yeah well just because you can legally can you know she's not a problem you trusted her before right. you found out we were fucking yeah to babysit yeah, <laughs> that yeah. same kids so yeah, suddenly if you do anything out of spite it's, it's not the uh, best it's awful and that's what i mean like in, anyone who listens to the first podcast i did how long till you became cool with with the girl what's her name again amanda amanda how long did you become cool with her well that's we were always cool it just it got nah. it got really yeah it got bad near the end it's hard for me to remember exactly how i felt then because it's fine but in, in my head like everything's always been like okay but um you know it, it didn't take too long there was like a maybe a few months where we were like both mad at each other, yeah. but it never interfered with how we handled stuff with our daughter. Never and, interfered with your welfare collecting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but it never interfered. Like you know, she didn't use it against me, and I didn't use it against her or anything. That's good. And uh, but now everything's cool. Like we just we can talk about our daughter. Like everything's just copacetic. It's yeah, it's fine. There's no uh, real She's still at the age where nothing's really, she's not really a jerk yet, right? Who? Esther. Yeah. Daughter. (laughs) Shouldn't really, I think that's like, 
12, 13, 14 years old where they can get in trouble. Yeah. They can do bad shit. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like, at this stage, they're doing bad shit where they don't know it's bad. Yeah. Right? They're like, oh, I wasn't allowed to touch the emergency brake yeah, while yeah. you guys are driving. And you're like, no, that's going to kill us all. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and maybe they'll cry, but they didn't know. You're just like teaching them. Yeah, and then yeah. later, they'll be like, fuck you, dad. I'm going to pull the emergency brake while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, I'm going to smoke drugs with these guys. Yeah. Hang out in their car. Well, joke's on her. Daddy doesn't have a license. <laughs> Do <you> not? <laughs> no, not anymore. I did. Why? It was during all that stuff. Uh, that's why, why my life was such a, like a dark cloud for a little bit. Cause like when, when my ex got pregnant with, with Esther, um, it was also at the same time, like the place I was working at just shut down. Like they just abandoned it. Yeah. No one got their last paycheck and oh, like, yeah. there was nothing we could do about it. And you then, need to raise your family. <laughs> you need to be the one providing for your kid. <laughs> yeah. My, my whole job Without got shut contact. down. No. Yeah. Everything. By and the way, then, filing welfare paperwork, that is providing for your kid. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, doing nothing at getting all the money. is worse. Yeah. Just making sure we were taken care of until I figured something out. And, and like, I didn't want to... Like, I wonder if this guy would say this to uh, Matt. I wonder if he would say this to, uh, to people who like inherit a lot of money and just yeah. have that to use their, for their yeah. kid. Like, no, yeah. you need to get the job, not the million dollars you inherited from your father. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you work if you're getting it handed to you? Why would you? But, and, that's, and that's why girl comics don't develop to the next level. Because why would you work hard when you're getting TV shows handed to you left and right? It's not their fault. It's the industry's fault. It's, it's taking who could be really talented, legendarily good comics and saying, you don't have to work. Are you still going to be a legendarily good comic? Yeah. And they're going to go, nah, probably not. Yeah. Like Buster Douglas. They're all going to just be Buster Douglas. <laughs> going to make a bunch of money and then call it. Is there any female comic you're thinking specifically? Tons of them. Yeah. Tons of them that had huge potential. And the industry just said, well, we need girls. Give them something. Give them something. Give them jobs. Give them get TV credits. TV credits. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, they I can do shitty. to grow. They just. Because there's no repercussions to not doing well. Right. So then it really inhibits their growth. Mm-hmm. Instead of, well, you didn't do good. We can't use you for a while now. Yeah. Learn to get better. See, that's interesting. I'd never... You know, there's always that debate about female comics not being as funny or something, but I, I'd never even thought about that Cause aspect they, of it. Yeah, they always look at it in a vacuum. Yeah, because even at an amateur level, they get on shows just because they're... We need a girl. Yeah. You can't have three... You can't have four straight comics and no girls. Well, yeah. you know, there's 90% of the comedy world here is men still. Yeah. Then the girls have to be represented at a 25% level, even if they're 10% of the community. Right. Um, and people go, like, they're equal numbers. Like, not a few years in, they're not... <laughs> No. And not even open mic levels are not equal numbers. It's never 50-50. No. But, um, but yeah, there's just no reason to work. And the same shit happens yeah. to younger male comics who yeah. get ahead early on. Like, they're in a position. Gerard Carmichael, Pete Davidson, they're in the hot girl position of comics. Oh, yeah? Where I fear for their development. Because... Well, Pete got on SNL, right? He got on SNL. So now... Was he... Was he you're friends with him, right? Uh-huh. He was at your place once when I was there, I think. He was talking about something about Kimmel and... In L.A.? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all smoked some yeah, good reefer. Yeah, because I saw him on the Bieber roast, I'm like, how do I know this guy? He looks oh, so yeah. familiar. And I'm like, oh, shit, we were smoking weed at Ari's. Yeah. He's great. Shows a lot of potential. But I've <laughs> yeah. seen guys like that. Same thing. Right. I've seen guys who showed a lot of potential go to like the Aspen Comedy Festival or Montreal Comedy Festival at 20. Everyone talks about, they're 20 and they're going. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, 10 years later, you're like, why aren't you good? When you had all this potential, and it's like because of the potential. Yeah. Because the industry knew, like, well, we got to get this guy, and they're not making him work. Mm-hmm. 
So they get off stage, and when they have a B minus set, they have 10 people going, this crowd sucked. Don't worry about it. Right. Because everyone looks up to them and wants to be Do their friend. Do you think the internet could potentially help that, though? What do you mean? Like, if just people who constantly remind them that they suck? No, I think the internet hurts even more. Oh, okay. Because things like Twitter, where um, uh, you get everyone on Twitter mostly telling you're great. And mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people going, fuck you, you're an asshole, you're an idiot. Yeah. But here's the deal. The people who follow you on Twitter mm-hmm. are 98% your fans. Even really shitty people. Like, yeah. who's someone everybody hates? K-Fed? Yeah. Or like, let's, who's more now that people just universally go, fuck you? Paris Hilton? Things yeah. like that? Yeah. Sure, Paris Hilton. Kim 90%. Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. That's yeah. a great example. Everybody hates Kim Kardashian, right? 90% of her followers on Twitter love Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So true. of all the people who go, fuck you, make jokes about her, saying you're a fucking asshole, oh, yeah. you're worthless, There's she has so nine people for every one of those people saying you're amazing. You. Yeah. So in what uh, world, in Kim Kardashian's life, in what way is she going to go, I've got to change myself. Right, yeah, because there's so many people. She's only being met with, no, you're doing almost everything perfect. Yeah. How would she develop as a human? Yeah, that's true. And I mean, and look at stand-up on TV. You get a 13-year male comic. You get Tom Segura Mm -hmm. going on stage in like a showcase-type show where there's three comics and a host. Premium blend, whatever. Mm -hmm. You get the host, who's like a more well-developed guy usually. Yeah. Then Tom Segura, 13, 14-year comic. And then we need a girl. Silverman won't do it. Schumer's too big for it at nine years in. So let's get a six-year comic. We got to get a girl. She's okay. She's good. Let's get her. And then after that, you get, you know, some other 13-year male comic. Mm -hmm. And then people at home go, women aren't funny. Because they don't know how long people have been doing comedy. They just go, here's two guys and a girl. And the girl's not nearly as good as the guys. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah, because she's been doing comedy for six years. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but because we need a woman so bad, we have to put her on. Yeah. They don't have that disclaimer. So people at home just go, women suck. And it's not true. Yeah. If you've got three six-year comics, then you got a chance. Yeah. And then after that, then the people... I mean, I had a talk with Pete Davidson once. I was like, we need to discuss where you're going to go. <laughs> yeah. Because right now, you're going to get treated like a hot girl comic. Mm-hmm. And it ain't going to be good for you. Is he... Like how is he? All his time now is SNL. Yeah, I mean he's, those those people on that job. They don't. Yeah, they don't. I see Michael Che once in a while, but he only has the weekend update. Right. But like, I see him once in a while during the season. He's working. When you're on the cast, you're you're, you're writing everything. Too, yeah, right? nonstop. And he uses a lot of his stand up for that. He just doesn't have time. But mm-hmm. on his breaks, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's great. When did he get that? Because I remember when we were at your place, you were talking ago. about uh, what. Um. I don't think that was even in the reins for him yet because he was, he was more concerned about which late night talk show he wanted to do because yeah. there was something, I don't know, Kimmel or... I mean, he was he's funny. Yeah. For sure. And I don't know that, that he will get worse, but I've seen it in boys and lots of girls, mm-hmm. but definitely in boys too. The hype, the hype people. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them have just stopped working. Yeah. And then they just, now they're writing like blogs somewhere. Or like, oh, you're not even a stand-up anymore. You had all this potential and you've wasted it because yeah. they made you waste it. Yeah. Well, what about like guys like, um, like uh, I don't know, how do you feel about Anthony Jeselnik? I like Jeselnik. Yeah? Yeah. And his comedy and everything too? Yeah, he's way into stand-up. Yeah. I mean, I was just past open mics when he I was doing remember, open mics. Just The only reason I ask is just because he, from my perspective anyways, he just kind of came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he's just everywhere. He was on the roast. He did the roast. The roast really helped show. him. He what? 
He had his own show. Mm-hmm. The they roast really helped them. Comedy Central loved them. Yeah. But Justin Nick was really always a comic comic, and he never stopped working. Right. But that fear was there, for sure. But by the time he got the roast, he was already okay, like 10 was, years in. Okay. And then he started headlining, and now that he's doing Last Comic Standing, he's like, he's probably 15 years into comedy. Yeah. That's not, but I mean, he that's a seasoned veteran. He works on it. And- yeah. He likes stand-up. Okay, that's cool. But it could easily be that if he got this stuff after the roast, that he would have just, his development level, instead of shooting up, would just even out. Yeah. Could have easily happened that yeah, way. Yeah, once he got all that stuff, he could have just said, fuck it. Yeah. There's a lot of people. I mean, if you manage, if you won the lottery, how many people listening at home would continue to worry about their career mm-hmm. if they won $800 million? Yeah. How many of them would like really want to become head of this accounting firm? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's cool. Like, there's a there's a kid in Hamilton. Um, his name is uh, Mace Galoni. He's uh-huh. a young guy. He started when he was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 21 now, and uh, he's awesome. He's opened for Doug Stanhope a couple times. Yeah. But like his his work ethic is amazing, and the reason I bring him up though is because he comes from money. Like his, I don't know how much, but it's like he doesn't have to work or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's fine. So that's not a motivation for him. So that's what was really cool to see a guy like him who cares so much. doing it anyway. Yeah, he's got a great mm-hmm. work ethic. He writes all the time. He hit, gets his, on stage as much as he can, and he sure. kills it. Like it's, we had a guy who was this uh, Aaron Cater, who his parents helped support him. Yeah, but it was like, you know, if he booked something cool, less money from his parents. But mm-hmm. if he didn't book something, yeah, whatever, more money from his parents. Yeah. So like, there was no life, no like, I need this. Yeah. I gotta make this happen. Right. So when we were doing commercial auditions, I don't know, he just never really booked them because he just didn't, <laughs> didn't care it. that much about the yeah. 10 grand that might be coming. Yeah. Well, that's, what, yeah, it's it's interesting because that's where my, more my angle was. My motivation came from, I need to get better at this. Segura. Tom yeah. Segura was like, I'm hitting the road and featuring at every club in the country. Yeah. That's the best way I mean, to I see it. it. I see it. It's like this thing of like, even if you fail, they'll still take you to the next thing. Mm-hmm. they'll still put you on the next credit because like well they've done this thing they open for this guy <laughs> yeah like, if you're oh. popular enough you just get it right it's it's i compare it to it's the track mm-hmm. and this definitely affects women more than when the men but it attracts attractive people more than unattractive people also yeah like big j no one's trying to help him <laughs> steve simone no one's trying to help him <laughs> well, you know not attractive enough <laughs> no they're both gross they're disgusting. They should be killed. Yeah, but uh, they're hilarious. They're hilarious. So they yeah. had to keep developing on their own and make make it about the work, make it about the art instead of about the yeah. the money. But you know, it's really struggled, and a lot of those people, the other way, fail yeah. out before they get a chance to be good enough right. because they're like, you know, I have a kid. I gotta fuck. I'm getting offered this other job. I gotta mm-hmm. take it. I'll still do comedy at night. Yeah, and it's just like, can't grow like and that. we've lost legendary comics that way too. Yeah, from total lack of the industry's help. Right. Too much help or too little help. Fucking terrible for you. Mm-hmm. But I, I view it as like a track. Like, you ever go snowboarding or skiing? Mm-hmm. So, you know when you're learning to snowboard? Or maybe ski too, but they have that conveyor belt in the in the snow yep. to take up with the bunny slopes. So, you yes. just hold onto the rope and <laughs> yeah. it gets you on it. First, it's like this pullback. Like, Ugh, as you like, and then you like even with the rope. Yeah, yeah. And it just and holds you, you up the whole way. It. And then every once in a while, somebody falls off that thing and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they suddenly panic and they go, what is happening? And you're like, why did you fall? Just to stand still and hold the rope. Yeah. But there's that track. And no matter what happens, that track is just taking you up. Mm-hmm. So you can do good, you can do bad, and that track is, you're in it. You're in the track. Mm-hmm. And they're moving you up. Yeah. And a lot of guys, like way later, they'll be like, oh, I don't even do stand-up anymore. I'm just a successful actor. That's fine, too. Yeah. But that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's... And it can happen for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not a track person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not a track person. 
Yeah, well, that's a, uh, yeah. Yesterday you were talking like you you've been offered things and you. Oh, at this point, I can just say no. Yeah, I'm making enough money in stand up. So yeah. I'm like, this is my art form. I but it's also living. cool that you're not just you're not just accepting work for the, you know, just for the because you're supposed to credibility. Yeah, you know, you want to do something. I just want to do funny want. shit. Yeah, that's it. Funny that's shit good. all the time. Funny, interesting. One of those two. Yeah. Or forget it. Why are we bothering? Because there's some guys. There's so many. I see it in the scene that I'm from, but you, you must see. I'm sure it's all over the world. But uh, there's tons of guys who just they don't they don't give a shit how they get famous. They, that's just all they fame. want. Yeah, they just want fame. So they do stand up, but they don't really do stand up. They they do a few shows a month, mm-hmm. and they say I'm a stand up. Yeah, right, a few shows a month. Like, about it. Yeah, you're not not a stand up if you do a few <laughs> yeah. shows every month. But it's, it's like, like you live at home. It's like you're you're just not in it though. You haven't given it your all. Yeah, you're a dabbler. It's fine if you want to dabble. It's fine if you want to like paint in your bedroom. Yeah, but, but you pretend. can't hang out with like real painters, real artists, and say we're the same. Yeah, you are sort of, but you're also way That's not. Where it gets annoying. It's really it's insulting. Even it's a little like, insulting. If you're working your ass off trying to do this, and then some guy does open mics every couple weeks, and he talks like he's. Uh, an old regular star like he's like yeah he's or they're on your level and they've never toured in their life they they've never been paid to do comedy well, the thing is they don't realize what when they talk that they're belying the lack of experience they have like the things yeah. they say they wouldn't even understand right you know like if i'm talking about like let's say i moved to italy and i've been there for three weeks mm-hmm. and i'm like you guys know how it is or <laughs> You know, and they just say something. People are like, yeah. well, oh, you just got here. You clearly don't know shit. <laughs> or better example, I moved to America or moved to Canada, yeah. and I'm here in fucking Calgary. And I'm like, hey, we all love poutine, right? It's great. And they're like, no, man, that's a Quebec thing. We have it here occasionally. Yeah. Fucking no. Thing. <laughs> but you think you know the best. Yeah. Those track people, I really feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. I remember Stephanie Escajeda had this problem where she got off stage. She had some shitty joke. I mean, it was just an amateurish joke. Mm-hmm. Kind of hacky. And, and she was like, no, you know, comics I respect. You know, they told me they like it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I feel so bad because they're just trying to fuck you. Yeah. So they're telling you they like this thing that's clearly just a hacky premise that I've heard mm-hmm. a bunch of times. It ain't your fault. It ain't your fault. Because yeah. what you should get if you were an ugly dude is a bunch of people going, what are you doing that joke for? Yeah, exactly. Renazisi came to the store and he had a joke about showering in the locker room, being naked in the locker room, dudes with their. Bu- I'm, I'm like, dude, yeah, I've Steve, heard it before. Yeah, it's not like you stole it from anybody. It's just we've all heard that. Mm-hmm. But if he was a hot girl, or he was more, if, were, or if he was like a 20 year old dude comic who'd been doing comedy for four years, yeah, no one's going to tell him that. They're just going to tell him how funny he is. Yeah, and he would have no reason to work it out. Yeah, and I yeah and. Uh, egos is a huge thing i think in any occupation but mm-hmm. especially in this like no one wants to be told you know if you, someone gives you advice like that like don't be doing that joke no one wants to hear it yeah and then yeah. but they the people who get offended by oh fuck you you don't know what you're talking about like it's funny why is it killed then if i do you know what i mean yeah but they're not realizing like it, the fact that you're t- saying that means that you think they have potential they're better than that right but, right because if, if you, you don't, don't say that to some nobody no some exactly if you see some guy doing years. hacky jokes and whatever he sucks and yeah. just, you know he's not going to go anywhere then you're not even going to bother giving him advice because who gives a shit <laughs> it's not going to help him anyway yeah so i think just yeah putting your ego aside can can help a lot too it's hard i get it but i don't know nobody tells those people stuff mm-hmm. i saw somebody once and they they like there was some tournament for some like comedy tournament yeah. and they got and they were a track person and they got uh they got knocked out of this tournament. 
mm-hmm. me and my friend were talking about it, how these track people, you know, my friend at Comedy Central, we were just discussing it. Yeah. And, uh, and then um, we left and we were like, how did the tournament go? And we discussed this person. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh, that's a track person for sure. And uh, they were like, how did the tournament go? And some, to somebody else who was like helping with the tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good, it was good. It was like that person got knocked out. But in the other round, these two people, the, the guy who advanced, he didn't want to do it either. He didn't want to go to the next round. So we, oh. put, so we put that person back in. Oh, okay. And we're like, after we just got done saying how they're on track, like they got knocked out of the tournament for losing. And then they're still like, well, we got to get them back in. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, even if you fail, you yeah. can't fail. Yeah. So then why would you work hard? Yeah, exactly. If you lose the World Series and, and they like, go, no, guess what? We're going to do a new seven games. You're back in. You're back in, <laughs> yeah. Mets. Or they just gave it to you anyway. Yeah, and they'd be like, well, what? Okay. I don't have to work on my pitching staff next year, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the only place to correct it is in the early open mic stages. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only place where you get more females into comedy get them through the open mics into like a normal part of the world where now you don't have 12 people to choose from. Yeah. You know, you have 75 women to choose from mm-hmm. really qualified people, you know, yeah. 75 p- black comics to choose from. They're on tracks too. Mm-hmm. minorities for sure. Yeah. And if you have so many to choose from, then it's like, guys, guess what? Being this is not enough. You have to be that and funny. Right. You know, yeah, you want to narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right now, for as a male comic, being funny is not enough. You have to be legit funny mm-hmm. to get on stuff or track yourself. Yeah. I think the sooner you learn that, too, uh, it makes you, it'll make you keep wanting to work harder without being jaded later on, too. Because like, that's why I was really um, like grateful that I got to like, go on that Monsters tour with you guys and stuff. Because I learned really quickly that nothing's going to happen overnight, you know? Because I knew you, like all of you guys had been doing it for... That was five years ago? Yeah, so you were all at least 10 years in, right? When was that? 2010, 2010. 2010. Yeah. Around this time, 2010. Yeah. Yeah, it was I October. think November was when was was no, when that Yeah, cuz it was my birthday it was my birthday yesterday. Oh uh, yeah, it was yeah, my that's right. Into the tour. It was the whole month of October. Yeah. Um Yeah, I was you were like I was 10, 10 years 11 years in a comedy. Yeah. So when and I, nothing well, was I, happening. I mean, we were playing rooms of seven people. Yeah. <laughs> the good rooms had like because it was a weekend at the place in Vancouver. Yeah, that was full, but like not many yeah. places were full. You had a bit of a draw though from like the amazing racist stuff. And San Francisco was a little okay. The Bay Area was was my draw definitely. Vancouver was Rouse's draw. Yeah, but I mean we figured all four of us. Yeah, and most of the shows were like nothing. Yeah, eleven years into comedy. <laughs> yeah, work harder. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's that. So that opened my eyes really quick. Because when I started, you know, I, I think like every comic, like you, it's exciting and like you daydream about how, you know, once I get good at this, I'll be on TV or, you know, I'll get to tour and do theaters. And yeah. You don't think it's going to happen right away, but you don't really realize, like, no, you're in this for like. Not a decade. Nobody thinks yeah. a decade. You think six months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or even like maybe a year yeah. or two. So getting to be on that tour and stuff like, like 10 months into comedy was a huge eye opener for me. And then, um, that just, just dropping that part of it, just the, exp- just enjoying the ride instead of expecting, right. you know, getting frustrated being like, Oh, when is it going to, cause even like just for last, I just showcased for it last week. Did well. What? Did well. Yeah. And I did well. That's cool. But I never, I never, I stopped myself from wanting to showcase sooner. Cause 
I was just tricking myself into thinking I was ready before. You right. know what I mean? And I knew I wasn't. So, right, but you're hoping you were. Yeah. Dave Smith showcased at the uh, Comedy Cellar. Yeah. And uh, he didn't do well. No. He choked. Yeah. Um, he's better than he did, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there's that situation, too, where it's like pressure situations. The more you do, I remember Miles Jabani told me this. Because after a while, you know, showcases don't matter. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's a great place to be because you can just go up and do your set instead of like being nervous. Yeah. You know, and after you've taped enough stand-up stuff, mm-hmm. like this year for my storyteller show, I was pretty relaxed because we'd already done two seasons of it on the internet. Yeah, I've been doing the show itself for five years, mm-hmm. um, and then a season on TV, and I just knew at this point it's like it's all taken care of. I already covered the lights and sound. They're gonna pick up all the footage. Yeah, I know it's just gonna be a fun show. Yeah, that's why we set up the, the, show. the show now. Yeah, so like we're just gonna have a good time. Yeah. But then I saw other people like pacing back and forth. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is new for them. <laughs> yeah. And it's not their home court like it is mine <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. Well, even like the showcase, like I had played the, it was at the Toronto Yuck Yucks. Perfect. I had You've been there it. a bunch. I've been there a bunch of times. But then there, there was that like, that feeling of uh, like my heart was pounding. Like it w- only when the comic before me was on, the yeah. whole time before that, I was like relaxed. I'm like, this is fine. And then right before, it just that that thought of like, don't fuck this up, because as much as it is just another show, it's not like I could afford to just you know not do so well on a, just a regular weekend. Right. But because it was like this is my one shot to, yeah. How do baseball players or basketball players do it in the NBA finals? Yeah, like I know it's just another game, but yeah. oh, I'm gonna win a championship yeah. if I do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. So um, yeah, I guess saying that would have been cool to be like, all right. Relax, just see what happens. Yeah. I had a goal for myself of being on a late night show within five years. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I can do that, then I'll continue. Otherwise, I'll quit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't get on. And then now, looking back, I'm like, that's not yeah, enough time ridiculous. to get on a late night talk show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was four and a half years and I got on like even Conan or something like yeah, late night or the Seth Meyers. Crazy. They'd be like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't expect that. Yeah. At all. But yeah, that's a, I, I took my, I take tons of pride in just being a good comic i want to be great at it you know yeah i don't want to i'm not saying i am now but you but, know that would go away if you started getting stuff well yeah if stuff was being handed to me then why would i yeah you start worrying I about getting start emmys think I'm and oscars instead of like being a good <laughs> yeah. comic i start worrying about the other things yeah exactly so right now it's just i want to get i just want to keep getting better and that was the whole thing with the showcase like i, I want to showcase when i know i could do really well oh so dave smith so he gets off stage and um and he's hanging around we're all like that was not good yeah. like, he did this bit the first showcase he did there mm-hmm. didn't go well it was a newer bit and everyone was like dude don't worry about like, doing a new bit yeah. do something you know kill. this is a showcase when yeah. it's showcase time yeah, you have to kill. doesn't have to worry about working on right then I get it if it's fresh you're into it but unless it's already killing every single time mm-hmm. like every time then that's not the time to showcase with it <laughs> Yeah, showcase that means like you're really showcasing your wares yeah. you don't give them this new like product that's in development Yeah. so um he was like, it got in his head. He's like, no, I can fucking win with this bit. And he went and did it again. And it didn't go well again. No. But even if it went well, it's like, dude, just show them that you're funny. All the, it's a club. Yeah. They're not looking at material. They're just looking at you, like, killing. Mm-hmm. So just go kill. But he didn't do well. Then he's like waiting afterwards. And it was like a C plus, B minus. Oh. He's kind of waiting around. Because in his head, and this is what's so damaging. He's like, I mean, maybe though. Maybe she'll be like, you know what? All right, it was BC potential. Yeah, Let's potential. <laughs> so you're like waiting on the like the maybe, yeah. where it's like you know, goddamn well, you didn't <laughs> you, fucking kill it. You didn't make her go. Oh wow, you're good. Yeah. And if she didn't say you're good, then it's on her. Mm-hmm. No, you're hoping 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be doing showcases when you're hoping like, well, I could get taken. Mm-hmm. You want to be like, here's why you're going to take me. And then, yeah. And then just kill. Well, like I, I was terrified for, for my showcase cause they were, uh, I found out like with like a week's notice, first of all. So I didn't really have a showcase set prepared. Yeah. And then when they were telling me to be clean. So, and it, that's just hard for me. And it's just not really like, I've never been like, cause when I started, people were like, train yourself to be clean because you'll get to do corporate stuff and you can be on TV and blah, blah, blah. Like I, that doesn't interest me as much as just, I want to do what, I know there's a market for what I do because the guys like you exist. And, yeah. You know, everybody like you. The problem is train yourself to be clean. It's like, no, 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 just train yourself and then you use what you got yeah. for the money makers. Right. So when people ask me to play a synagogue, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not the right guy for you. Mm-hmm. I can refer you to, to like Avi Lieberman or, 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 or you know, a couple other people. Yeah. Elon Gold. Yeah, I'm like, I'm those guys will do great at it because yeah. it's in their wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. But if they're playing a porn convention, those guys should refer that gig to me. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not what they naturally do. Right. So that's why. They don't change what you naturally do for the sake of the cash. Those are fucking jobbers. Yeah, that's, and it. Not that's artists. where it becomes no fun all of a yeah. sudden. So I was just like, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go up and do what I do. And, you know, if, I, hard if I kill, you, they can't. Uh, they can't deny that I did well. So if a festival, even if they're not looking for someone who's dirty or swears or something, but they might, they can't deny that people like it. Yeah. So maybe I will fit somewhere. Like I was yeah. hoping maybe just for last, I could end up homegrown, homegrown cool. or yeah. So. Well, you've gotten way off track of this fucking child. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want another kid, huh? Not right now. No. You think maybe. And it's mostly a financial thing to be honest with you. Like if my so, life was, if I was, Super Fine. rich. If I was rich, then for sure I probably would because uh, I do enjoy it. And uh, does Tom Green have kids? No. He ever want to do them? Doesn't sound like it. No. I think he he had thought about it. There was a phase there where he was like, because he he's been like since I've known him, he's dated a few people and stuff, yeah. and he talks about like how he just wants to meet a nice Canadian girl and settle down and maybe have a kid or something. That's like an abstract thought. Yeah. Where it's like, I think that too. But I also think <laughs> I want to be a teacher in my high school. Yeah. I want to be a counselor in my camp that I used to go to. But then I'm like, okay, so you're going to go for all of June? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I just kind of want to have the experience, but I don't want to <laughs> take the time out to do that. Yeah. That's how I am with children. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Do other maybe people's kids annoy you? Um, if they're annoying. If they're annoying. <laughs> I don't mind. Like, cause it, that's the thing, that, again, that blows my mind. Like, when I take my daughter to the park, there's so many kids that just are not being played with, with their parents. Yeah. So I end up playing with them. And uh, and I don't mind it. Some There are, like, some shithead kids that are really fucking annoying to hang out with. And they're, like, too rough and stuff. Yeah. But uh, there's some. Like, there was a kid, like, the this past weekend. Um, he was at the park with his grandfather. His grandfather was older. He was just sitting on the bench. You can't really play with him much anyways. And he was a few years older than my daughter. He must have been like nine or ten. And, and uh, But she, he saw that we were playing. My daughter likes to play like zombies and stuff and like mm-hmm. chase her around. And he saw that and he loved it. So he's like, I want to play. So he joined in and he was great at it. And it kind of gave me a break too. Oh, right. So it was nice. But he, wasn't, he was like a polite kid though. So I don't mind that at all. That's what Salinger loved in, in kids. Yeah. Jimmy Salinger, he just loved the purity of like, oh, that looks fun. I want to play too. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of like what we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, like people are like, I want to hang out with you because it's someone I want to hang out with. And like, what can I say to this person to get the conversation going? Instead yeah, of just like, I don't know, man. Your way in. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, just be, they're so pure. Yeah. That I love. Mm-hmm. The purity of it. It's like, let's jump. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah, let's jump. Yeah. They'll, uh, 
that's what's cool about it. But that's I don't want the responsibility. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a lot of responsibility, right? I don't mind the responsibility because for me, huh. it gives it's that sense of pride I get from from doing it. And again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't See, that's, be able to do it without like the support I've had from my family. And yeah, stuff. they watch the kid a lot. They, yeah, and just they just help out. Like if you know, they always make sure she's taken care of. Like whatever I fall short on, they'll pick it up. You know, oh, that's good. And uh, so without that, I know it would be far more difficult and i'd probably have a little more resentment <laughs> towards the whole situation but i view that reward responsibility thing as the same as for my stand-up yeah where it's like i don't want to work this hard i don't want to do five minutes every month and try to like yeah get this going and and stories on top of that i'm gonna mm-hmm. lose another fucking 50 minutes of stories <laughs> during that year too yeah fuck i gotta slow down <laughs> but um and this editing and shit, it's fucking garbage. I hate it. But then the reward is when yeah. I'm done and when it's out yeah. and when I've made a good product and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, it was all worth it. Not the editing. It's not worth the editing. <laughs> no, but if you don't do it, 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 it doesn't get done. going to be shit. Yeah. Look what I got. That box. This? Yeah. Sperm check? Yeah, I'm hoping I... <laughs> what, the, what do you do? Do you come on this? Uh, yeah, you... Uh, you, uh, you yeah. It looks like a pregnancy test. Yeah, it's a pregnancy test, but it's for dudes. Sperm check. It tells you <laughs> how pee on fertile it. you are? You're going to pee on it and then fucking uh, tell you how fertile you are. I'm hoping That's with hilarious. weed and with age, I'm not fertile at all. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Wait, have you tried it yet? No, I'm going to try it for the intro and the outro of the podcast. <laughs> I was going to do it this week anyway. The next podcast I do, I actually wasn't going to do a podcast this week, but then you told me your, your uh, album was coming out. I was yeah. like, oh, fine, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> By the way, it's, what's it called? It's Patrick Coppolino? Too Much Information. Too Much Information. Do you, uh, do you, are you going to put it on iTunes also? Um, I don't know yet. I'm not too savvy with all that stuff. Okay, it's CD Baby or, or, okay, or, or yeah, the other one. I did look into that. They take 10%. I, right now I put it up on uh, VHX. VHX, yeah, they did my special. Oh, they did? Comedy Central. Okay. Comedy Central uses them for their downloads. Yeah, I saw I saw that their ads on the website, so I thought it was really? credible, and I had heard about it. So it's up there right now. You can pre-order it right now, and then after November 11th, you can... This will probably be out it. on, like, the 10th or 11th. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, either way, it'll be on there at patrickcopolino.com. Um, there'll be a link on the front page and there's uh and you produced it yourself yeah i self-produced it you're gonna do red band special <laughs> hopefully i don't know i think if it's you a good can, idea you, if you talk to him because the I'll way they were talking you gotta leave that heat. here and i gotta really look at how yeah, yeah. how well it was shot <laughs> okay because but at some point you just want and everything too what because yeah we had proper audio and stuff yeah. too it's like we used the, the board and and i mixed it all i did all the editing and yeah, i'm really po- happy with it that's good at some point, you just wanted to like get the jokes down, but at another level, you want to, like this has to look really professional, or it just looks yeah. cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch it, and if All you right. like it, but because uh, I think from it yeah, sounded like Red, Red Band, Band Special, why not? Who I was, yeah. he forgot why he was following me. He just I don't know because I figured if he remembered I was your friend, yeah, he would at least look into it more. How did he know you from what? From the from us knowing each other, the parody video. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> the parody was... video you made. <laughs> Come to my aid, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, yeah. wait, what were you just saying about? Oh yeah, I might get a vasectomy. <laughs> so wait, so if you do that, does it tell you if you're not fertile at all? It says low, medium, high fertility. Yeah, I don't and know. You pee on it or you jizz on I it? I think you pee on it. <laughs> 
Thank you, Peanut. They can tell your sperm count from pee. Maybe. I have no idea. I'll check during the intro. We'll figure <laughs> it out during the intro. You can do it all there. Yeah, I was going to do that in my next intro anyway, and then I was like, oh, oh that, wait, if we're talking about having a baby. Is that why you had no pants on when, <laughs> when I got here? No, I had no pants on when you got here because I had a dream last night um, about, um, I was somewhere, I think in Australia. Yeah. I just got talked on to Will Anderson, this Australian comic, okay. by the beach near his house, mm-hmm. and um, went into the bathroom and they had a big trough mm-hmm. urinal instead of just a regular urinal, big trough. And I was peeing. And then I was like, it, it, I felt it was like shooting out one direction. Yeah. You know? And then uh, I woke up and I realized I'd just been pissing myself <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I'd lay a towel down and everything. So I took the uh, underwear off. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're up there trying out. <laughs> <laughs> soak them in water on that bed on that bed Ew. yeah i know it, and how old are you now i'm 41 <laughs> you i mean i woke up halfway through the piss but it was enough it was a, it was a big <sighs> it was about the size of like i don't know if the piss stain was bigger than, a, than the top of a pringles can wow yeah it was like an unfolded an unfolded passport so yeah like open like this yeah it's about that much piss <laughs> Yeah, I'm like Jesus. <laughs> now do I? I just put a towel on it and let it soak up. Uh, when yeah. was the last time that happened? Last time that happened was a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I was sleeping at Ashley's house, and uh, I pissed mm-hmm. the bed. <laughs> and uh, I mean, this was seven, eight years, like, six, seven years ago. I don't think so. And then I had to tell like, "Hey, listen," <laughs> because there was no way around it. She's gonna know. I'm like, I pissed the bed. <laughs> she was really nice about it she was really understanding she was such a cool girlfriend yeah. oh man i there was a few girls that had done that to you to me but like it was like uh there was like these two girls like in the same week one girl she did it and i you know i was just she was we were both like fucking loaded so i was like i let it go it was, not let it go like i was gonna be mad or anything but i just like yeah. didn't think much of loaded it. money yeah. no loaded drunk drunk okay drunk. Yeah. and uh but then, like, she stayed over, like, the next night, and then she did it again. <gasps> again? Ooh. And I was like, how did this happen? Which was annoying, because I had to, fl- like, I flipped the mattress the first time, yeah. and then she did it on the other side. <laughs> so now it's like, what do I do? <laughs> She's so really I just, marking like, territory. I tried to air it out on my balcony. And, uh, but then it was, like, a week later, um, there was uh, a- another girl that stayed over, and she pissed the bed. Wow. So I'm like, is, this, is it Maybe my it's your mattress? Bed. Maybe it's your bed. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> Dude, I saw a commercial for um, a new kind of like Depends diaper. Yeah. It's like real form-fitting. So there's this old lady and she's like trying on clothes and her, her female friend is out there and she's like showing this dress and like swishing around. You can't yeah. see that it's a big diaper underneath. Oh, That's okay. the point. It's like you live your life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, weird. And then it hit me. I'm going to be wearing those. <laughs> I just shit myself on a plane to Australia. He just pissed your bed. I just pissed my like I'm definitely gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be incontinent. That's the word, right? Yeah. Is that the word? What? Incontinent when you uh, can't hold know. in your shit and piss? I'm not sure. I'm gonna wear adult diapers. Not by do, choice. Just do it now. Just do it now and just, just enjoy. Just it. Imagine being on stage and just like <laughs> stopping <laughs> to take a shit and then continuing yeah Ooh, don't you smell terrible doesn't it smell awful or does this hold it in the diapers i guess it would you'd probably no you'd probably smell it just like you would a kid's ryan actually from fucking don carlos from dollar carlos taco shop in san diego in, in, okay. in la jolla yeah on pearl street he found out that depends if you go to their website you can get three free uh, a trial pack okay if it's uh, online sent to your address yeah they'll send you three free ones to try oh, wow. them 
But then he realized you can just put in any address in anyone's name. Oh, <laughs> and, and they'll just keep sending them? Yeah, I was at this club, I think last year, the year before, Calgary. And they go, Ari, is a package for you. I'm like, what? And I open it up and it's just a pen and diapers. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have t-shirts then. And then, uh, and then, uh, sell and the diapers. No. And Scott was like, we usually hang up everybody's t-shirt and make like a oh, wall of them. I, I was like, you can use the diaper. I'll sign that for you. I think he did for a little while. Yeah. We tried to fill it up with water, see how much it held. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It happened in like three clubs. And then I saw Ryan. He just started laughing. It's like, forget my diapers. I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. He sends diapers. To, <laughs> yeah. To it's a great prank playing. to people. <laughs> yeah. Pissing and shitting yourself. That's funny. The last, I should, well, I sharded like sharded, two sharded. years ago. I was doing background work on some TV show in Hamilton. Background work, quote, quote. Yeah. Background. Background. Yeah. Extra work. Whatever. No, I mean like for the shitting. Background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a, I don't know, like a fourteen-hour day. Sure, you got to shit your pants set. for a little couple and, uh, of times. But yeah, time. I just I I tried to fart, <laughs> and uh, after I farted, the the smell didn't go away. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this can't be good. So I checked, and sure enough, it was just like this wet, yeah. just shit in my uh, underwear. And I didn't have a change of clothes or anything. So I um, I just went to the bathroom and I, I tried to I put like um. A paper towel. I put a bunch of soap on it and stuff, and just went in the stall and just tried to scrub it out. But it just no matter. It, it was so there. wet. It like went through my jeans. It, oh, it did. Yeah. Oh, everywhere. So then, like, I I cleaned it the best I could, and then by the end of like the fourteen hour day, it just I, I got diaper rash. Like it. Really? <laughs> yeah. The it was just eating away at my skin. <laughs> <laughs> it just hurt for like two weeks. Oh man. Yeah. If I was an adult with an adult diaper, I'd leave it on and just do shit. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. yeah, not even shower that next yeah. day. Yeah, on on the plane to Australia, I got lucky because I sharted and then found it quick enough where it hadn't soaked through the underwear to the jean. Oh, okay. It was just underwear contained, so <laughs> yeah. I just lost the underwear. Oh, yeah, so you went through my jeans. That's bad. It sucked. But uh, it'd be funny to be on stage, though, and just shit in your <laughs> diaper. <laughs> yeah, people are like, what's going on? <laughs> Was and that's why black people have to learn. Let's <laughs> go right back into whatever <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they could smell it too. Just don't mention it. Yeah, just, just don't smell mention it. Just slowly. I love pointing out a fart yeah, when I'm on stage. That's what I was just I go halfway through a bit and then I go, oh, by the way, just so you know, or I've done this at the stand before when I've gone to the stage. I'm like, hey guys, uh, I'm going to start, but before I do, I just want you to know that uh, somebody over there farted in that region. <laughs> it was somebody. I just walked yeah. by it. I don't know which one of you, but I smelled <laughs> it. I'm sure the rest of you will soon. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to bring up. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, like another comic, about um, about being comfortable enough on stage to fart. Because I always thought it would be funny if I ever had to fart on stage, I would just put the mic to it. Oh, I've done that. They, I understand. I do that someone, all the time. Someone told me that they saw you do it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and I saw Ari in Toronto. He he did that. He put the mic to his ass and he farted. <laughs> it's so childish and fun. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so childish yeah, and fun. It's awesome. I <laughs> warned people to stand once. I'm like, um, just so you guys know, I'm I'm I might fart into the mic before this set's over. I mean, I have a fart coming. I haven't decided if I'm going to do that to you yet or not, but yeah. uh, it might. And then like eight minutes later, I just did it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're not a good crowd. <clears throat> but see, that's a, that's like a career goal though because I've never been comfortable enough on stage to... To like, fart. To fart. Like sometimes I like if, even if I feel one coming or if I feel like I have to poo or something before I get on stage, yeah. that feeling goes away because I'm too engulfed in, in what I'm doing. Oh, right, like, right, right. You're so used to it. Like you... you you're so comfortable that you can feel a fart coming and then you just do it. I just, I can't even, my body won't even won't recognize even that it. it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like a, I want to get to that level. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> Dom Herrera, I saw him do that. A giant moth flew in his head. 
I mean, it was a big moth, like yeah. one of those like massive ones, He'd like landed a passport on level. Just went into his hair and then, then flew oh. out, you know? Okay, yeah. And he was doing his bid. He goes, you know, so I'm going off and I'm telling the guy, you know, I don't want to buy two gallons of gas. And this moth flies in his hair right there. <laughs> I want, and he just kind of like takes it and, you know, like take it, kind of throw it out. Yeah. You know, not even crumple it, just move yeah. it away from you. Just kept talking. Yeah, and he just kept talking. Like it was nothing. <laughs> and then like a minute later, he finished his bit and he kind of goes like, yeah, moth probably should have thrown me, huh? <laughs> Giant moth attacked me and I didn't even phase me. And I was like, yeah, it didn't even phase you. <laughs> yeah. He's just so so comfortable. Yeah. He's been doing it for fucking 85 years. You know, <laughs> he knows what he's doing up there. That's funny. All right, Patrick, any last words about kids now that you just revisit um, what should this episode be them. called have all the kids no you don't i mean <laughs> um no it's awesome uh have one have one if kid. you're gonna have kids just have one because there's, there's no way to know that's the problem in these arguments you can't do something and then go back and be like oh yeah i like this better yeah or like i have two like actually you know what one was better i realize now it's too many people oh yeah well that's yeah you can't go back you can always have more yeah you can't have less the problem with two is, once they learn to run, mm-hmm. when they learn to run in opposite directions, yeah, then it's constant Sophie's choices. They're yeah. like, which one do I say? Which one do I say? Opposite directions. Like, fuck. Yeah. Well, that's a crazy thing, too, because like, I, I, I think about that all the time when I'm with my daughter, and I'm like, how exhausted I get. I'm yeah. like, fuck, how do people do this with two or three kids? Because like, sometimes, uh, like my mom's uh, a boyfriend, he has uh, two grandkids that are the same age as esther so then they're all girls so sometimes i'll take all three of them to the park and it's fucking chaos every yeah. time like, i don't know how people do it like because i you know i only do that once in a while but people do that every day yeah crazy or at a restaurant and they're all you get bored run you get bored with the kid at all no never bored i like, just just but, tired sometimes i just want to but don't break. you ever want to do like adult things that you can't do well, when you're around a kid? I, like I don't have her all the time, so when I do have her, I kind of just in my head, that, that's my time with her. So oh, right. I then just, you get to do those kid fun, cute stuff. Yeah, and, okay. then, and then when she's back at her mom's, that's when I can do all the adult stuff. Degenerate things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, if I hang out with my religious friends, it's fun, but then after like three or four days, I'm like, oh, guys, I'm into other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? I gotta go do some this drugs. This is nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta go do some drugs. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. And I don't know, because we, we split up pretty early on, so I'll, I don't really know what it's like to be with her all the time. Right. Do you it's smoke pot less? Is. Now that you're with her? Uh, I, I her? never smoke pot with her, like when, I'm, when, I'm, when I have her. Um, but, I, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be able to. I would want to if, like, if there was other supervision too, I would not trust myself around her. Just an assistant. Yeah, if I could like, because I think it would be fun to be high around her because it turns me into a, more of a kid too. There's that uh, video of those uh, those Oprah people talking. All these moms went on Oprah and said how they're stoned all the time when they raise oh, their kids. Yeah? Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, I I can see uh, some people being able. Like I could, you'd be able to do it. Yeah, I'm functioning, pothead. Yeah, I'm not functioning at all. I would. Uh, I'd get lost in my own thoughts and just I would snap out of it and realize I was ignoring her for an hour. So I can't do it. Mother's Day. Oh. No, this isn't it. So what is this? Oprah? Yeah. The people who do Oprah don't know how to tag it with pot and marijuana. 
Does Oprah smoke weed? Stone Moms. The marijuana is his greatest untapped market. Stone Moms. Oh, that's a vice one. There was something on Oprah, too. Hmm. What do they talk about? Like, how to smoke weed with Coke? Whitney Houston teaching Oprah Winfrey? (laughs) (laughs) Three stoner bombs debunk weed myths. I don't know. I don't know what they say. Oh, you haven't seen it? I just realized I don't want to watch that because it's moms. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. They're just like non-comedian mothers. That I don't want to trying to be funny. Yeah. Have you watched the one you were trying to find? Yeah, a long time ago though. Okay, but what was it? Just Oprah asking them. And there was why like, look, we pay way more attention to our children. We we get more into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We can like give them you know all of our. We don't get we we don't get upset. Yeah. What they're doing, we don't get short tempered at all. Mm-hmm. We let them eat candy with us. <laughs> see, I could, I get that. I could see being more, getting more into what they're doing because yeah. for me, anyways, when I'm high, I just like it. I get super engrossed. I feel more like a kid. Like My ru- responsibilities kind of go away. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, not like uh, entirely, but I just, I just don't think about that stuff. I just want to entertain myself. So, if I was with my daughter, I'm sure I'd. I could see myself just totally getting into whatever she wanted to do. My first roommate said that. He was a big stoner, mm-hmm. kind bud all the time from Maryland, and, uh, and he became my first roommate in L.A. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that if he gets high, whatever he's doing, he'll just keep doing. Yeah. So, like, if he's sitting on the couch watching TV, yeah, eight hours will pass. He'll yeah. just stay there. But if he's writing and then he, like, smokes some weed, he'll just write for eight hours because he'll get so lost in it yeah. or working out or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. That's like me with editing. Really, I like being high when I edit stuff because so I, I just get so zoned into it, yeah. and uh, I enjoy it more. Hell yeah! Now I'm gonna smoke pot, <laughs> edit. <laughs> yeah. Gotta do Canaan. No, I just did Canaan's story. Rules next, then Mike Lawrence. No. Anyway, all right, Pat. Let's wrap this up. I gotta right. piss, and I don't want to piss my pants again. <laughs> yeah. I soaked the underwear and then hung them up. What a fucking child I am. Yeah. Um. So people can find. The special at patrickcapolino.com. Dot com, yep. P-A-T-R-I-C-K. C-O-P-P-O-L-I-N-O. I'll put a link to it on the website and the thing. So pick it up. You can pre-order it now. You can get it on the 11th. Pretty much same shit. It just comes to you once you pre-order it. So may as well just do it now. Yeah. Um, Cool. $5 for the special. Yep. That's pretty cool. You made your own special. Yeah. Fucking six years under comedy? Seven years under comedy? Six. Damn. (laughs) Way more, way more together than I was. <laughs> um, yeah, I did my first CD at like 11, 12. Yeah. Um, all right, very nice. But Twitter, what do you got? Uh, Twitter, at Pat Coppolino. At Pat Coppolino. And um, Instagram, where have I been? Yeah, Instagram's you? the same thing, at Pat Coppolino. Um, my Instagram's private, though. I do accept a lot of people, but I, I really do scan the... Uh, so just Twitter, just Twitter. <laughs> you can no. If you follow me on Instagram. I'll just check you out. If uh, if you creep me out, I'm not going to accept it. That's all. Oh. <laughs> and Facebook too. You add me on Facebook. I pretty much add everybody on there. All right. I'll put links to everything on the website. Arythegreat.com. As always, I put stuff about the comedian. Well, almost always. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the music in the episode, links to shit. Go to arythegreat.com or arythegreat.com. Same shit. And then for every week, actually, you guys. But yeah, whatever. And I, um, what? thank you for the birthday dinner yesterday. Oh yeah, it's pretty good, huh? It's very undue of you. 
That's all that merch you, money. You got me an Uber and paid for dinner. Yeah. It's your birthday. Well, Matt Edgar pointed it out. He goes, <laughs> merch, dude. Merch is just for baller money on the road, so you don't have to worry about, like, scrimping. Yeah. So um, I use that money for, like, let's have some fun. Yeah. Just whatever you make. Yeah, like, we were going to do, like, a 15-minute walk. And I was like, okay. And I was like, wait, it's cold as fuck. Yeah, the first night. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that, that's that fucking merch money. Yeah. So I can live like a normal human yeah. while I'm on the road. And get a nice birthday steak. Yeah. That place wasn't bad. That was awesome. Yeah. I really like that place. Yeah, the lady intimidated the fuck out of us, though. I know. She seemed too smart. She seemed way too smart. Yeah. Smart and uh, proper. I kept trying to figure out, I'm like, do you think she's like this after... I don't know. I get like that with hotels, at nice hotels. I go to like Rogan or something, you know? The people behind the counter are all like, works, you know? I feel bad wearing like a button, like a t shirt or something. Yeah. And then I realize these guys are just employees at a hotel. Yeah, they have to be. Like they're that. service industry people. Yeah. They're not, it's not like their hotel. They're not Regal. They just work for Regal. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like the, the girl at the thing when I came in and like, uh, there's a reservation under Shafir. She goes, okay, you want the dining room, right? I'm like, sure. And then she goes, there's a no hat policy inside. But the way she said it, she's like, I know there's probably a reason you don't want to take your hat off. So do you want to you go in the tavern part? You keep your hat on. Because you shaved your head like fucking Louis C.K. for Halloween. I'll put that picture up on the okay. website, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thank Pat. you. Yeah, awesome. you're welcome. Talk to you later. There's been a problem with this fertility check. You gotta wait two days in between jizzes. It said, wait at least 48 hours, but not more than seven days after your last ejaculation. <laughs> Collect a semen sample between two days and seven days after your last ejaculation. When am I gonna wait two days? Maybe, maybe if I'm flying and I come back. But I can't do it now. I'm not going to wait another two days. I'm just going to do the podcast today because Patrick's special is out now. So why not get it? Go to patrickcapolino.com and pick it up there. C-O-P-P-O-L-I-N-O. Um, yeah, support a dude, you know? I know it's hard to figure out what's the best stand-up and what's not, but when you think about it, when you break it down for the price of a cup of coffee, it's $5, no tax. Eh, why not support a guy? He's trying to work on his career. That's the way I see it. If this guy seems interesting, he's like, yeah, I'll check out your shit. Because I have $5 now because I work. Man, I was poor for so long, so I get it. If you're poor, don't worry about it. But if you make like, you know, like 40, 50 grand a year, then it's like, sure, throw 40 bucks and you can get eight different specials. Ah, you know, that's not a bad idea. Um, all right, well, thanks, Patrick. So that's the episode, you guys. Uh, Philadelphia, I'll be there on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Helium, everybody's favorite, Helium. Excited to go back, headline for the second time, Helium Comedy Club. It's cool going to all these places I used to open for with Rogan uh, and then uh, get to headline them myself. It's pretty fucking, pretty rad. And then Addison Improv, 
same thing. Second time headlining there, and uh, first time in a long time. Used to do it with Rogan. Had fun times. And then Laughs Boston, which is a new club. Um, the first weekend of of, uh, of um, whatever it's called, December. And then Sunday, I'm going to Providence for the first time. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Providence, Rhode Island. The Comedy Connection on Sunday the 6th. So get tickets at AriTheGreat.com. If you're looking for something to do for New Year's, I'm going to be at uh, the Will Turn opening for Rogan. And that's it. I'll see you guys at my Storyteller show on Sunday. This is not happening at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Yeah, Calgary was great. Calgary was a real fun time. All right, let's, let's not prolong it. You guys, sperm check. Maybe next episode, maybe the one after. We'll see. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shabir Skeptic Tank, episode 244, Butterflather with Patrick Apolino comes to a close. Enjoy one of the best songs of all time. Just, just a tremendous song. And when it gets in your head, it ain't a big deal. It's good to be in your head. Some songs get in your head. You're like, motherfucker, get out of my head. But this, this, man, this is just good. Rod Stewart fucking sings. All right. Suck it. I